Uh oh. Rab, you almost jinxed it. Okay, we're good. Oh, oh, as soon as I clicked over to the live scene, I saw a giant packet drop and I dropped down to like one megabit or one kilobit per second. I was like, God damn it. But we're good. We're good now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to session 20 of All My Friends Are Undead. We made it to 20. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know what? It's pretty incredible. Uh, I think I've only had like one other campaign last a really long time and it was a D group that i played with for like two years straight that we played almost religiously every tuesday unless there was like a reason that we couldn't so, so but basically yeah what you're saying is that we have to get to 104 episodes and then i have to stop yep yep pretty much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right on that'll do it <laughs> big guys, welcome to session 20 we are going to be continuing through uh, the 1930s tonight, and hopefully uh, saving the world and not dying ourselves. But before we could do that, we have to introduce all of our players and all of their characters. Let's start. Uh, I think last time we went down and around, so let's start at the top. Uh, Rab, who are you, and who are you playing? What's up, everybody? I'm Rab. I'm playing Damien Reed, uh, who's the venture of the group. Uh, lately not uh, very useful but uh, that should change after we get out of you know the depression yep (laughs) all right let's pass it over to mallet mallet editor who are you and who are you playing actually take a second to take issue with that you were you were quite useful last week when you were doing gun tricks that's true that's true true, yeah (laughs) i forgot about my gun tricks Ooh. Um, I'm I'm out, out, out. Did did play play R R re and I have the poor poor impulse pulse control control. Yeah, that's pretty true. Um, she wanted to lick salt people, so that's pretty poor impulse control. I'll agree. Uh, Sodomi, who are you and who are you playing? Hi, I'm Sodomi, and I play Xantha, resident Malkavian. And sometimes Karen. Depends on the day. There we go. I was like, well, what happened to the other one? <laughs> what happened to the less popular character? Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Stairbender, who are you and who are you playing? Howdy, I'm Stairbender. I am playing the Toreador of the group, Iggy Wright, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Punchy. Um, I make no promises as far as punching any kids goes this week. <laughs> All right. Goal. Make sure Iggy can punch a kid. Guy. Uh, Look, I don't want to punch kids. It's just. Yes, this is you. I will if I have to. When, when they have new cans and are clearly the omen. The school is still there. He can go back to the school if he yeah. wants to punch a child. You want to tussle, kid? <laughs> yeah. Just a second time. Chat, 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 agree, agrees with me that we should lick the salt, salt, pee, pee, I don't know. Look, man, like, I don't think you're supposed to just eat or lick salt. I don't think that's good for you. Too much, too much salt intake is bad. Um, but she's already dead. I mean, I guess that's true. I don't know. <laughs> Look, man, I didn't say that you couldn't do it. I just said maybe it's not the best. Like, you're grown. You can make grown-ass decisions. <laughs> I just don't know that I support it. <laughs> 
Um, let's go over to Gone. Who are you, and who are you playing? I'm Nate, otherwise known as Gone. I'm playing Fallon O'Shea, the uh, Ravnos, and most I do is make distraught women cry. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> poor lady's Not just trying to. I would openly admit, but all right. This poor lady's just trying to mourn her dead son. He's like, sucks to suck, bro. <laughs> well, she chooses a ter- ter- terrible person. Yes, I know your son's dead. I need to go up to his room. Yeah, that, that's that, that's great, kid. I got other stuff to do. Get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and as always, guys, I am MPI. I will be playing Gregory. I'm the Tremere in our group. Uh, typically, I deal with all things technology and breaking and entering. Um, that's been a little, little tough um, in the 1930s, but thankfully, we uh, there are, there are still things that are you know technological advances for the time. You know, just not as you as figured many. out what a backpack did. I did. I figured out a backpack. Oh, we're all very proud of you. Hey, I was proud. Um, but yeah, let's throw it over to Mark. We can get a brief recap of last time other than Iggy punched a child and, um, Phelan made a poor woman cry and then we'll, uh, we'll save the world or die again, whichever one, you know, we'll figure it out. In last week's episode, you died again. Oh. I'm sensing a bit, bit, bit to the pat, pat, pat to here, here. What's this, like the 15th time? <laughs> Something like that. I think, we're, I think we're just dying by now. Yeah, we're pretty used to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's definitely... Well, not all of you were used to it. Uh, Damien almost turned into dust. That was bad. Mm. Yeah, not not pleased with that. I mean, Wait, have, you know. That was new and exciting. Have we died more often than we've been, been to sleep? Like, went um, to actually... Let's see, you've been to sleep... Probably about 25 times, so no. You're almost there, but you're not quite there yet. <laughs> we can bump those numbers up tonight. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll, we'll just die more. It's okay. Die all you want. We'll make more. Great. <laughs> so, when last we left our intrepid group of explorers, they were exploring the town of Toyle, Illinois in 1938. Which is a town that has ceased to exist for reasons that the characters are not entirely aware of, but fundamentally seems to come down to something in the town caused the end of all human existence. So, uh, you know, that's not great. They are presently in the process of attempting to figure out what it was that happened in the town that caused all of human life to cease to exist. And they're getting closer. Definitely getting closer. Not quite there yet, but uh, 90% of the way. And with that, once again, you all wake up. I really, really hate, hate this. Well, at least my hand's back. Your hand was back before we got, got crushed. Yeah, but it doesn't feel weird anymore. <laughs> it doesn't feel gone. It would probably feel really weird if you had, like, blood healed your hand back into existence for at least a couple of hours. Right. Sort of like sort of like your foot falls asleep, except that in this case, it went to sleep permanently. It was less his foot, his hand fell asleep, and more, his hand went to go play with other hands on a farm. 
That happened to my guinea pig. A farm hand? <laughs> God damn it, Snarebender! <laughs> All right, well, between, wait, that, between that and the meatloaf, I don't know whether to give you more experience points or take some away. <laughs> I appreciated I know, it. Was painful. Sorry, <laughs> you're writing these jokes for me, Mark. I appreciated it, Stairbender. Don't, I'm sorry, Nate. What did you say? Don't anyone tell you otherwise. That physically hurt, and I'm leaving. I don't need the abuse. <laughs> no, I will be absolutely you, yes, you nominating do. a point for that one. You absolutely have to fucking take this abuse, Nate. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway. I'm not paying so, extra for this. Um, okay. That, that works out well for me, so that's fine. Anyway. <laughs> So you've all you've all woken up and you can clearly see once again the, the 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 set of six seats and the blackboard and the blackboard is just full of text like ah. written written in in so small of a font that even if you were to get up close to it you probably wouldn't be able to read it or not well in any case uh. Okay. Lynn's just gonna be line over to the blood machine since he used a bunch of blood last week and chug. That's fine. I mean, you're not gonna like put it. You're, what are you gonna just like lean your head under it and pull the tap? <laughs> Damn <Yeah>. straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I was imagining. Uh -huh. That's gross. <laughs> But whatever, you're vampires. It's fine. We I each guess. have our own tap, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, but they're reasonably close to one another, like it's a movie theater oh, sort of thing. So, oh. like, he's literally putting his hair in your tap. Oh. Balan's gonna lick every tab towards him. <laughs> I'm no, gonna need uh, you to make a humanity roll against the difficulty of <laughs> <in> nine. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's gonna use his cup and just one after the other until he fills up. Interesting. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, so you get all of your blood back, presumably. I'm going to assume that everybody will join you since some people, since at the very minimum, everybody has used the one blood to wake themselves up as is proper. Yeah. yeah. Damien, uh, he was down a little bit there. I mean, he did have to spend. I wonder how much blood points it would cost to regenerate a hand. I didn't really keep track of it, but I'm assuming probably two. I mean, it happened. I didn't really mark it off much because, I mean, it did happen right before. Yeah, we all died. Um, no, that was like the first place you visited. Was it? No. Oh. Yeah, mm -hmm. you guys specifically went to the city hall, and then your hand went away. It was. Yep, it was Toil City Hall. No, we went to well, the first place we went to was um the sandwich shop, the diner or whatever it is. Oh. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that was the first place we went, and then we went to City Hall after. Because that was when we realized that was the first place to get hit with a meteor when I was outside and it, it smelled like uh, sulfur. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I have to keep track of this shit for 20 fucking episodes. I can barely remember what happens from week to week. <laughs> it's okay, that's why we remind you. Which I appreciate. But anyway. So, as you all are congregating around the blood fountain? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
blood soda machine. I don't. Whatever. Anyway, it sound like fondue. <laughs> Listen, if your blood is chunky, go see a doctor. I like my oh. chunky blood. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Nate, stop eating. Stop eating, Nate. Stop eating. Anyway. Um, so as you guys are drinking from your blood fountains, Kalka comes back around from the other side of the chalkboard. Sort of like harrowedly writing in a clipboard sort of thing. And he looks up and he sees you and he goes, oh, you're back. And he sort of like flips the clipboard into the air and it turns back into the regular notepad. And then he flips the chalkboard in a way so that the front and the back of it are both now visible, like it splits apart. Mm-hmm. And you can see that he has written on both the front and the back of the chalkboard in incredibly tiny font. And he has just filled both sides. Oh. Notes relative to our case, I presume? In a matter of speaking. Fallon's going to finish his drink and point towards the board and say, I'm guessing the book. You are correct. I apologize, I wasn't able to pay a particularly large amount of attention to what was going on with you. Mr. Phelan picked up the book that had been left at the Yurta residence and asked me to sort of make heads or tails of translating it. It was a very large book and very, very dense with academic material. Oh, excuse me, this is, there's a thing that humans do. Can, can somebody come here for a moment? Uh, Karen will walk forward. He takes his notepad and his pen and says, hold this. Sure. And he then holds his hands up at both sides of him and goes, academic material and air quotes in the air. Then takes the notepad back. <laughs> Did I get Got that right? Got it. Yeah, was yeah. That, that was, okay. That was perfect. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. In any case, there is a lot to cover and less time to cover it, so... I would say take your seats, but if you take your seats, you'll technically go back into the city without having any understanding as to what's going on here. So perhaps don't do that. I will I will attempt to explain what it is that I have gotten from the book without... What is the term? Boring the feces out of you. Now... Before we begin, it should be noted that the information that I have transcribed here is not just the contents of the book, but also the contents of the notes that were either written directly into the book or were kept alongside the book but were directly contained within it. So rather than attempting to go through the entire contents of the book, I have been translating the book and rewriting information from the book in a way that will fundamentally allow all of you to grasp what is going on here. But for those of you who have short attention spans, I will summarize to begin with. God did it, but a different God did it. Huh? Okay. Which one? So he flips through the book in front of him, pauses, and then looks up. Metaphor. The assertion that two unlike subjects are at least partially the same is an act of pure will given voice. It simultaneously creates and negates the existence of those caught in its eye. It shapes our understanding, and that understanding shapes the world. It is in turn understood anew and loops back again. 
I imagine that you've all been to some type of a school in some capacity or another before finding yourself at this moment. You went through English classes. You you were explained what metaphors are in a human sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, I want you to imagine metaphors more in a cosmic sense. Metaphor is the only sacred incantation, the single working alchemy, and the truest form of magic as a concept. The primacy of subject over object is made concrete in a two-part ritual. Figurative links do not make an existence, but they are its animating force. The circulatory system of a universe reserved for those with the burden of being able to perceive it. Seen this way, life itself is a metaphor. Inanimate materials, oxygen, carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, phosphorus, are linked and linked and twisted around and conflated until you have man or woman. That which is not suddenly is. The many become one. Are you with me so far? Yes, continue. I apologize. I can't simplify it any further than it is. Yeah, you, I'm still tracking. Okay. Language itself is metaphor, a gestating confusion of concept and sound, and our minds, well, your minds, I should say, are built entirely on this fruitful misunderstanding, each complex idea stacked on a foundation of simpler precepts. Cognition is a byproduct of our linguistics, of our ability to substitute the simple for the complex, and vice versa. Fun. Okay. Consider, consider if you will. You would say, um, what is a modern thing that people say? My ass is like a dump truck. Where it means not literally your bottom is not an actual trash canister. It is very large. Oh, correct. correct. So, this is uh, their god, 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 did it just take, take, king, what should, should, did it be, be, met, 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 did it for, for, and make, make, gigging it, lit, 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 sort of. It's a little bit more complicated than that. So, now the thing to understand is once you understand the idea of metaphor, you sort of understand that. Your ability to cognize things is a byproduct of our linguistics, of our ability to substitute the simple for the complex and vice versa. So when you are when you are saying to somebody, your ass is like a dump truck, mm-hmm. what you are saying here fundamentally is not that their ass is literally a, a vehicle meant for hauling things around. You are just saying their ass is plump. Plump. Of above average size, things of that nature. So, in in return, you 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 understand the idea that the S is not literally a dump truck; it is metaphorically a dump truck. Now are now are we all on the same page? Do we think? I'm I'm tracking. Okay. Does anybody have any questions before we move on? Because this is where it gets complicated. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'll translate for both of you. Don't worry. 
So, every consciousness balances atop an upside-down pyramid, you could say. Uh, the infinite complexity of every thought, or reality itself, if you want, would rather, balanced on the teetering base of simpler connections, telescoping endlessly towards some sort of unperceivable or unimaginable base concept. Everything is simpler than everything else all the way down the pyramid to the very bottom. So you have dump truck, ass. And then going further, something else that would be compared to your ass, say somebody's face. So you have dump truck, ass, face, and then it moves further and further and further down the line until you get to the very, very base of this upside down pyramid, which is just the root of all understanding. And at the tip of this semantic sphere lives a creature known as not is. Wait, what? No, I, I do I do apologize for while language is the ultimate animating force in all things, it is not equipped to discuss the idea of such a being. Put simply, lives is not the right word because it is alive and dead at the same time. So it, it exists, exists. only hmm? So it just exists. Correct. It exists only in transition. And all words you would possibly use to describe it are the wrong words. Uh-huh. It is the link, the connection, the vehicle between all things and that which is one thing. It is unthinking. It is unfeeling. It is a natural force in the universe and, as all things of that nature, for all intents and purposes, you would perceive it as a god. Uh-huh. Because it, it itself is the bearer of that perception, it knows it's a god as much as it can know anything in the weird quantum collapse that it exists in between consciousness and mindlessness, existence and non-existence. And it is aware that gods may have followers, may hear prayers, may ultimately become beings of worship. Which brings us to the book. The book itself is a book that I'm positive none of you have ever read. It was written by a Klaus von Meinhof, a German linguist in the early 1800s. He, as much as anybody possibly can, recognized Not Is as the primary catalyst of existence. Now, Klaus was a genius of the first order, from what information that I have been able to glean. He was fluent in an untold number of languages and familiar with the canons of every great civilization's recorded literature. From his family's castle, yes, his family owned a castle, they were very rich, he used his vast estate and nobility to obtain texts for study and worked at cataloging them seamlessly every hour of the day. He reportedly never slept, and his every brush with other academics ended in unsettling social disaster. His genius was pure and total, and thus was his madness. Now, I do I do want to note here that it would be unfair of me to say that he was an agent of the Lord, but he had definitely done things that the Lord had asked of him 
and had channeled the rewards that had been gained from working for the Lord into his work. Hmm. But there are billions of people on the planet. The Lord does not necessarily keep track of every single one at every second of every moment of every hour of every day. To do so is possible for the Lord, but God has much better things to do with his time than spy on you while you're in the shower. Mm-hmm. So, he was not entirely aware of what Klaus von Meinhof was doing with his free time. Mm-hmm. Klaus spent his entire life writing one book. The Binding of Not Is with the Objective Tongue, a study in the semantic hierarchy of base instantiation. Which is the book that you found in Andrew Yurta's home. As dense academically as one could consider it to be sacrilegious, the book went completely ignored with the exception of bookstores near the castle that were forced to carry the title out of respect for his family's nobility. Eventually, as far as you know, he died, and his legacy remained as a few dusty tomes forgotten in the space between bookshelves and his castle. Here's what's worth noting. This is a book that, for most people who read it, was, well, boring academically dense, completely, what is the word, crazy pants, and utterly beyond the understanding of most people who would have read it in any capacity. As such, you would be forgiven that, for realizing that no one guessed that the book contained the true language, instructions for quite literally speaking metaphor in the purest possible form. Von Meinhof discovered a way to express the basis concept, bypassing the hierarchy of semantic connections and accessing literally the root of all meaning. I couldn't begin to express to you how he came about this, but that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. What matters is... Having the ability to express metaphor in the most base way imaginable is more dangerous than any human mind could possibly conceive of and predict. Imagine, if you will, the idea of expressing a metaphor not in a way that bypasses that metaphor, but directly accesses it and changes it. Note is, as the title, as the title of the book would suggest, is bound to the will of his subject. Thus, what is and is not becomes the will of a single mind rather than, well, a god. Your brain can't hold the entirety of existence. It just can't. Mm -hmm. You can't express it in, in, in your language, let alone in all languages. To put it simply, using that sort of a power would be apocalyptic. It would, quite literally, rewrite the laws of reality. And from what I've been able to glean from the notes, Andrew Yurta knew this, and did it anyway. Hmm. Well, when you say binded 
to the subject. So is it he bound it to himself and then what he said became reality or? I'm not 100% certain, but this is what I've been able to gather. He didn't bind it to himself necessarily. Rather, it appears as though, according to his notes, um... So, Yurta appears to have what is something to the effect of an abandonment philosophy to himself from a religious perspective. For those of you who visited Miss Sewell, you will recall that she indicated that she had been with Andrew in a capacity or another in a way that had found him to be thrown out of his family church of his religion. He crafted something called deserter theology. Put simply, the sins against God's nature so offended the Lord that, in despair, he ceased punishing the wicked. There was no more salvation to be had, and there was no more divine wrath. The parental love that sent down the flood was expended, and now God just washed his hands of mankind, allowing them to save or damn themselves. Hmm. Andrew specifically, according to his notes, blames himself, or blamed himself, I should say, for the abandonment of this world from God. So he put his effort toward finding a way to bring God back. Oh. Okay. So, so pretty much God abandons the throne. He wants to install him back in. Yes. So Andrew has used what von Meinhof would have called the objective tongue in his book to bind not is to his will. But rather than binding it to himself, he... I'm not certain exactly what the specifics are involved in this. He doesn't... Either there are pieces missing from the data that you collected, or he didn't note it. I am assuming probably the former, Fraz, from what information I could glean, it seemed like the entirety of his room was covered in, well, conspiracy theory notework. In any case, he appears to have bound not is not to a person, but to the King James Bible. Mm -hmm. huh. So, we need to find a way to unbind Nautis from the Bible. Well, the first step would be to figure out where he's bound in any capacity, and the second step would be to then figure out how to unbind him. Hmm. Now, the thing to understand here is that even by going over what Andrew's notes have, Andrew's understanding of von Meinhof's work was, at best, woefully inadequate. So going over his notes, it appears as though Andrew was a genius, certainly, but not to the same extent as a man who devoted 80 years of his life, give or take, to researching, literally, the god of instantiation, for mm -hmm. lack of a better way of describing him. Nautis doesn't so much make reality as it composes reality. And if you were to take a creature 
with chromosomes and then suddenly cut those chromosomes out of its DNA, well, the creature would be sick and malformed while following the instructions written in whatever inexact human language was put together. The same can be said of the reality that Andrew Yurta is attempting to create. The thing that exists in the barrier between existence and void is now finding itself in the position of arbiter, forced into consciousness and made to decide what is no longer allowed to exist and how that which exists is transformed. To put it simply, it's not meant to do this. It is not meant for this task. Its intellect, to the extent that it can be described to have one, is alien in a level beyond your understanding. It quite literally is giving no priority to the survival of humanity. It doesn't understand historical context. It doesn't understand subjective interpretation. It doesn't understand intertextuality. It doesn't understand fables. It doesn't understand any of the things that make the Bible what it is. So it's essentially like an American reading Greek for the first time. More or less. Every line of the Bible is now being used as not an interpretation, but as a code for a new reality applied literally and without any regard for possible contradictions. Put simply, the incongruities tear existence apart, and this, in and of itself, is the reason why, if this is not resolved, all of reality will cease to exist. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do we all understand that, by the way? Or do I need to simplify it for you? He you felt it? God left the throne, so he installed something else on the throne to take up his job. That thing doesn't understand human thought, so what, he re what it sees is, okay, this is what I'm seeing, so I'm going to make it happen. Thank you, Phelan. Oh. So, so, base bases is clearly repressed. Did a kid, kid, mess, mess. With some, some, the big thing. He didn't know hope, hope, and did it or stand, 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 did it, ding. That would seem to be about the most accurate way of describing the situation. Yes. Does it say anything in the book how to unbind? From having read over the book, there is no specific indication of how to unbind, but the most common way of doing so would appear to be to destroy the fulcrum point to which reality is being bound. So, find however it is that Andrew bound reality to the book and destroy it. Is your said to the we don't don't have choice. According to the information that I have here, there are only a few places left to explore throughout the town that are in any way notable from what I can gather. So it would appear as though. By simple process of elimination, you are almost at the point where you can discover, hopefully, 
wherever it is that this has been bound. Oh. I do apologize, but it's he holds his hand up indicating the the size of the book is quite literally between the sets of knuckles of his hand. It is is a very large book, as you can understand. I, I did, did, didn't pay pay much much ten ten school school school. <laughs> In the same way that note is is not meant for rewriting all of reality. I am an engineer. One might say, teaching is not my strong suit. I think you did fine. Well, thank you. But in any case. Logistically speaking, all you would have to do, according to what I've been able to gather, is figure out where the appropriate information has been hidden in the town and destroy it. From reading through the the data provided by the book, it would be, I suppose, the, the, the most... A reasonable way of expressing it is something akin to a summoning circle. And there should be a central point within it that contains whatever the object is that has been bound. In this case, the Bible. Right. I do want to recommend care to be taken here. It does seem as though... Directly interacting with the contents of the summoning circle may unwrite the person who does so. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Can, can you say that again? So don't walk in the middle of the circle is what you're saying. Well, no, you can walk in the middle of the circle, but if you interact with the thing that is bound you may find yourself ceasing to exist. We should get someone else to physically do it then. How do we unbound No, no, no. If we can't touch it. Well, you are very smart people. I'm certain you'll figure out a way. Uh... You could throw a small child at it. <laughs> huh? <laughs> quest, quest, you say whoever messes with the thing could be written out reality. Oh, allow me to clarify. Uh, it's not could, it's will. Does that make me mean, I guess, pow, pow, where is this a tat, tat, the did it aren't necessary? What did it? I do not know to answer the question that you are coming to. There's always the best possible time to find out. 
I mean, <laughs> you could stick one of your shadow tentacles into it, and if your arm starts unmaking itself, stop. We got guns. What if we just shoot it? There is not really any sort of specific information here as it relates to the amount of force required to dislodge such a thing or destroy it, so I could not tell you. Hmm. I, I just say, say, we have do that then. Also, call for one last question. Once we finish this task, what will happen to the town of Toil, Indiana, when it comes to history? Oh, uh, it will not. It will not exist in history. It will cease to exist as of 1938. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Huh. And did any other quest quest questions? I think I'm good. We've got. Uh... If my uh, notes are correct, I think we have three locations left to search. Right. Oh, I'm excited to see Toil, Indiana. <sighs> A simpler time. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Toil, Illinois. They're the same state. Also. Yeah, basically. I should note that the same situation that applied last time does apply this time. You presently have two rotations remaining before the end of all things. You may either choose to get some rest or go immediately back into your next cycle. Getting some rest will allow you to approach the sequence of events refreshed, but will put you on literally the last attempt we have to resolve this. Going in immediately will leave you as tired as you feel right now when going in. But you will have a cycle left over in case things are not resolved in an uh, expedient amount of time. Yeah, but then we're at even an even bigger disadvantage. Well, True. we're at a bigger disadvantage if we're dead. That's the worst disadvantage there is. I mean, to be fair, you wouldn't be dead. You would literally not exist. Non-existent, yes. To us, they mean the same thing. I I don't know about you guys, but I think I would rather... Do you? Well, I don't know. Do you guys think we can solve it in one cycle? There's, do you want... There's three places we still need to see. And we don't even know how we're going <laughs> to dislodge this from the book, since if... We're in the circle, you know. I say we just go now. And also, do you want to explain this all to Xanther again? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we'd probably just drag Xanther along for the ride at that point and just be like, get, just come with us. Or I might just donk you on the head and get Karen back. I think we could certainly do it in one cycle. And I think the decision is really needed to be made on whether we want to be have a handicap on ourselves. I don't know. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but from a logistical player standpoint, that's just a minus one to every roll, right? Yeah, plus one difficulty to all rolls. Correct. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
I don't know. I I don't particularly mind working while tired. Um, I'm I'm pretty used to it of you know staying up and sitting at, in front of a computer for all hours of the night. But it's you know if you guys don't think it's 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 a good option or don't think we can do it, then we we can try it in one. I just worry about not having enough time to get everything done. You know what I mean? Because we gotta we still have to figure out how to do this, let alone do it. I don't know, y'all. My thought is still, if we don't take the sleep and we can't get it done in this cycle, then we have another one, but we're going to be even more hamstringed. Hamstrung? Right, hamstrung. On the contrary, we'll know what to do. We'll learn from our previous mistakes, so we'll have an advantage True. in that regard. Whereas in this regard, we we'll only fair. have one chance. It's true. Have two chances and be a bit less optimal than have one chance and be the best. Because just like sports, as they say, any given Sunday. I think that's how that goes. What? With sports, they also recommend you get a good night's sleep before playing in the Super Bowl. So, mm. and no one who's gotten to a high position has ever rested on their laurels. I would rather have the two cycles myself. I just like having that safety net of an extra day. Wow. So what is decided? Phelan, what do you think? You can tie it up if you want. <laughs> I mean, we can also flip a coin. Like, just leave it up to fate. I personally would want the extra time just in case. All right, let's go. Okay. All right, so you all pile into your seats. There is a pause. And then you are staring down the sunlight of another day in Toil, Illinois. I hate this town. The radio in front of you crackles to life and you hear... All right, boys, I hope you had a big breakfast because I ain't never seen it so busy out there since the Hooverville popped up on Route 9. The phone's ringing off the hook and people is acting foolish all over. It's going to be a long day. Fallon's going to reach over and just turn off the radio. (laughs) He beat me to it. I was just going to turn the radio down slowly. This is going to be a long day out there. What, Penny? Dame, Dame, beat me, and you just said, said we, we've got three, three place places left, left, left. Yeah, the town dump, uh, which the radio report on that was uh, somebody was hurt. Uh, the agricultural supply, where apparently a tree spontaneously has appeared. And uh, the... Uh, the Masonic Lodge, where there's an unknown disturbance. 
Straight fade. Then. Which ones are closest together? Uh, let me look at the map. They're all kind of... Well, uh, the dump and the... Um, and the uh, uh, agricultural supplies are right next to each other. Okay, let's hit the dump, the agricultural supply first, then where's the lodge in relations to them and the Yurta house? Um, well, the Yurta house is in the northeast part of the city, and the lodge is uh, just north of the river. Okay. So... We can probably hit the agricultural, the dump, stop at the Yurta house, then make our way back to the Masonic Lodge. Yeah, everything everything is north of the creek, so. Yeah. Okay, let's do the agricultural supply place first, then we'll hit the dump. <laughs> do we want to split up and try to knock those out simultaneously? time. <laughs> At this point and how it's been escalating up pretty fast with demon children and everything, it might be better if we stick together. Okay. Well, let's... So you folks, you folks pop a Yui and you head off to the agricultural center. On your way there, the radio crackles to life and you hear, Gentlemen, I got an easy one for you. Max Everin and his boy just broke into the Harner place and raped his kin. Now, Max, the elder, already did for Mrs. Harner and her husband, so you can save yourself some stones there. But Max Jr. done went and left little Missy Harner alive. Now they gotta get hitched. Can one of y'all go down there and officiate the wedding? Don't forget to make Max give up his 50 pieces of silver for the dowry. Uh, Copy. That's how you turn that off, Phelan. <laughs> the radio is, in point of fact, still off. Just ignore it. Yeah, that's the devil. That's... Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I reread the literally hate 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 this is the town town town. So you guys pull up in front of the agricultural supply shop. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Felon's gonna get out and just. Kind of look around, see what it looks like, what he can see. By all intents and purposes, it appears to be some type. They give the the, the surprise blood wedding. Yeah, uh, give it looks like a primitive sort of Home Depot, for lack of a better way of describing it. Handy dandy agricultural supplies produces a number of products, including equipment that can be used to do maintenance around the home farm equipment for those who do farming things of that nature their main venture is refining the soybean crops that are brought in from the town into oil for soap this is the main reason that the town has managed to stay fiscally well off during the time period of the great depression and beyond mm -hmm. the men of the factory compose the majority of the town's male population and it nice weather they are prone to eat lunch at the fleet of picnic tables outside rather than the sweltering heat inside the building mm -hmm. so today 
when they went out to eat their lunch, they found a tree in the middle of their lunch spot. It's massive, easily hundreds of years old, and is rooted by the river in a spot that was empty, according to what information you have gleaned uh, that morning. As you walk up to the tree, you can clearly see, first off, there is indeed fruit on the tree. There are specifically 12 pieces. Look, Each of them looks two. unique. Each of them looks unique. None of them match any of the others in color, shape, or texture. Hmm. So as you walk up, a man waves you over. He identifies himself as the foreman, as the head foreman, Jason Compton. Well, I called the police to report someone trespassing on company property, as you can see. He gestures over to the tree. But, uh, I mean, I gotta be honest, nobody's particularly pissed off or upset about it in any way. Most of us are honestly just amused. Have you sampled hand the fruit from the tree? Oh, no. We wasn't even sure that it was real, to be perfectly honest with you. But, I mean, look, he gestures, and he walks over to the tree. Presumably, you're all following him, and he gestures around the ground. The ground around the tree is completely undisturbed, as if it had always been here. There's no shovel marks. There's no upturned dirt. And look at the size of this thing. There's no way that you could have lifted this by hand. There's no bar. There's no marks in the bark. There's no indication that there was heavy machinery. There's no tracks leading out of here. Hmm. Almost a divine gift, wouldn't you say? He raises his eyebrow and he goes, well, that do say the Lord work in mysterious ways, but this is ridiculous. Hmm. Uh, this, this is weird. No, no fruit, fruit, on the ground, ground, ground. Nope. Are there branch, branch, near, near, near the ground, ground? You can reach the fruit from where you stand. Uh, Mark, can we tell, like, what kind of fruit it is, like, or is it, like, foreign to us? All of them look unique. None of them look like fruit you've ever seen before. Hmm. Like, okay. they, they, they all have the different, they all have different shapes, they all have different colors. None of them look like fruits you would have ever seen before in your life. How many different types of fruit is there? I think well, I know what it is. Twelve? There's 12 different fruits. I think I know what it is. It's Revelations, right? Correct. Okay, yeah, so I'm not going to roll for that one. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just let me pull up the actual verse so I can quote it. Uh, Fallon's going to walk up and put his hand on the trunk. Then he's going to mutter... And he uh, showed me a pure uh, river of water of life, pure as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there this tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruit and yielded her fruit every month. 
and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Huh. So we take this as our superior said, um, these leaves should provide some sort of healing power? Not the leaves. The fruit. Fruit. It's a breakdown. It's a differentiation of uh, how it's translated. So, what is the tree of life, which bear 12 man or fruits? Yeah, so... He's going to step back and point up at one of the fruits and say, uh, anybody ever heard of the Fountain of Youth? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He kind of thumbs back as he walks away and says, well, Tree of Life, it's pretty much the same thing. Oh. Hmm. Would it... Would it bring that dead kid back to life? Uh, possibly, but I don't think there's a way for us to make him eat it. So Unless some, somebody stands there and works his mouth for him. Maybe? Well, but we could I mean, try, try. I see no harm in trying. And uh, Carol will reach up and grab one of the fruits. I'm actually going to save you the effort. He's too dead. Oh. <laughs> He's too dead. All right. Well, that does it. What I'm wondering is specifically the third part of it, and there shall be no more curse but the thrones of God. And if the lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Wonder if these, one of these fruits would work on Demon Kid. Hmm. I'm gonna turn, turn digital fate, kind, kind digital wisp, wisp, versa. So the store, store on does, does, did he heal? Think, think the fruit, fruits, cure, vamp, 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 I don't know. I mean, shall be no more curse. Some people look at this as a curse. I don't know. Kalka huh. said uh, people that they've sent back haven't survived here, so if we try it and it does work you'll probably die before we uh -huh. can get out i don't want, want to, to, to try 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 it any any way he said it was just the person who disturbed who disturbed the circle right disturbed the book correct um what it sounded like yeah but I don't know if that's metaphorically or literally meaning, like, let's say 
somebody throws something at the book and dislodges it, would that be the person who dislodged it would be unmade because he threw the rock? Or do they physically need to grab it? Well, we do have a bunch of gullible people around we can use. What what is wrong wrong with the, the, the you you? They're gonna cease to exist anyway. That's what I was about to say. Isn't this town just gonna like not exist anyway? God, two microphones is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, isn't the town just gonna cease to exist anyway? Yeah, I said that too. I mean, yeah, but. kind of feel like these people are going through enough bullshit already. Thank, thank, thank well, you, you. Well, you need to think of it theoretically. If they say the town's gonna cease to exist, is then the soul's gonna cease to exist? Or will they be able to cross over into their heavenly uh, paradise? And Ooh. if we send somebody to dislodge this book and they cease to exist, will everything cease to exist? Or I, I don't know how that works. And I don't think I could make somebody do that. The way yeah. I imagine it is well, when they cease to exist, as Kalka said, it's nothing close to dying. It's ceasing to exist, which means any imprint they have on the world, any imprint of, their, of our memories of them as well, Guys, we haven't even found the book yet. So let's let's cross that bridge when we get there. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a something very obvious that we can do to, to disrupt the whatever's thing without it being in dangerous to anyone. Yeah, let's go see what the other places have in store for us, I guess. I don't think, obviously we're looking for the book and some sort of summoning circle, so that's obviously not here. Hey, um, hey Iggy. Yes, sir. Are you paying attention to what's going on, or as per Iggy's normal, are you just kind of like looking around? I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, yes, both. Okay. So as <laughs> you're sort of like listening to this, you see that the guys around you have just sort of gone back to their meal. One uh -huh. of them reaches over and steals a ham sandwich from the other one. Uh-huh. So I the see. other guy who has his sandwich stolen starts laughing, and you hear him specifically mutter, God damn you, Jim. Then, uh -huh. there are bears. Ba Did you say bears? They're just our bears. Wait, multiple? Two gigantic grizzlies just appear out of nowhere and start mauling the guy who stole the sandwich to death. Oh! <laughs> uh, guys. Oh, we, we, we bears see. just oh are killing a man. All the rest of you who are who were who were presently paying attention to the apple that's going on or whatever it is, it's a fruit of indeterminate type. Suddenly, hear like screaming from behind all of you. Yeah, so I'm guessing I'm going to turn around and see the bears. There are two bears uh, mauling the shit out of every single person they can get their hands on. Except, interestingly enough, 
the guy, the one guy who is sitting there with what's left of a ham sandwich lying on him in the fetal position, traumatized. I guess I'm going to try and get one's attention at animalism. Oh, so you're going to try and use animalism on the bear? One of them, at least, hopefully, maybe. This no. won't be good. Okay. <laughs> no. No. So, so that doesn't work. Nope. <laughs> well, fuck. I can't communicate with them. I can't stop them. So uh, <clears throat> maybe now's a good time to back away. I mean, do we want to try to save any of these people? Should we maybe do something about the bears? That's what I was about to ask. I where we just where is on. this dude that's laying on the floor in relation to said bears? Oh, he's right in the middle of them. They're they're completely avoiding him. They're going out of their way to avoid stomping on him or killing him in any capacity, but they're killing everybody else in the immediate area. Was he the one who got sandwich stolen from him? Or... He was the one who specifically said, God damn you, Jim, and got his sandwich stolen, correct? Oh. Can, uh, can I, like, yell Guys. at him to be like, come over here? You want okay. As soon as you yell out, "Hey, you come over here," uh, two things happen. The first is the guy kind of looks up from where he is, and then just sort of like shakes his head and just goes back into the fetal position. The second thing that happens is both of the bears are now very interested in Greg. Hmm. Guys, let's get out of here. Uh, yeah, fuck that guy then. Reenacting Revenant. Yep. Sorry, I tried. Not walking towards the bear. Oh, well, the bears have made that decision for you. They are they are quite obviously coming towards you guys now, whether you want them to or not. Well, that doesn't mean I'm going towards them. I'm going the other fucking way. Uh, where are they in relation to the car? I mean, hmm. So bears are, like, slow and lumbering creatures for the most part, but these are fairly animated. You're probably going to have to make a dexterity plus athletics roll to run for the car. And then... You're going to have to probably make a couple of rolls to see if you can get away from the bears with the car intact. Also, side note, the the, the next place you were thinking of going is literally across the street from where you are right now. Uh, so unless you are going to drive very far away, you're not going to be able to do much about them, and if you make any endeavors to come back, you're going to have to deal with them. That said, uh, from what you can gather, they don't seem to be magical bears. I then how come animalism like... didn't work? Fuck you! I would like to shoot at the bears. Okay. Same. Same. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I guess I don't have a choice. I'm shooting a bear. So I pulled out my gun! Yep. Iggy? Yes? Iggy. Yes. Are you gonna say it? Are you gonna punch a bear? Say it. Say the line. Say the thing. <laughs> say the line, Iggy. Do the, do the thing. I don't know what the line is, guys. <laughs> I pull out my horn. No. I didn't bring no. the horn. Come on. You can do it. I'm not punching a bear. I Why am. not? I'm fighting a bear. I'm Why are you not going to punch a bear? You punched a kid, punch but you're not going to punch a bear. Why you punch a bear? <laughs> Look, because okay. It, 
Once it's again, just... that was not a child. That was new cans, okay? You punched a demon, why won't you punch a bear? The bear is just doing its natural thing. I'm like, the, well, I guess the demon was too. Hmm. Yeah, the demon was just doing what demons do, which is kill Look, everything, which is also what here, bears are doing. I assumed we were going to roll, but since we're not, I'd like to run around the bear, hop on its back, and try to grapple it. This got so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Punching puts me in striking distance. What do you think being on his back I is going to do? I want to be on his back. I'm out of the way. He can't hit me there. That's true. That is true. Good logic. Okay. Okay. Whichever there it is that Iggy is not trying to grapple right now. Should we roll for initiative since nothing is like an ambush or anything? Sure. I forget what is that. It's just a D10 plus your Dex and Wits. Dex and Wits. Oh, of course. You made the worst fucking roll possible, didn't you? Yes, I got a whole seven initiative. It was Wits and what again? I forgot. Dex, Dex plus Wits. Dex and Wits. Yay! Oh shit, All this right, is let's see. wrong bitch. Okay, let's see. So uh, I'm also going to spend a blood point to bump my dexterity up for the scene. And that's a 10. Um, Celerity does not oh, apply wait. here, right? Sorry. For it's initiative? No. 11, sorry. Okay. 11. Dex plus wits? Okay. Wait, am I adding all these up? No. no, no, no. Roll 1d10, and oh, then you God. add that number to the total value of your dex plus your wit. Okay. So it's 5 plus whatever you roll on a 1d10. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, these numbers are way too high. <laughs> can tell there hasn't been much combat in this. No, not Yeah, I think this is only, what, our third time rolling initiative? Yeah, actually, first time was the cultists, and then um. Yes, the the, the cultists, the vampire hunter, loading in this. Four times. Okay, let's see. We're the werewolf campaign. We rolled initiative like four times during this session. <laughs> <laughs> and Damien's dexterity is okay. So. Next, we will sort by initiative, largest to smallest. Okay. Okay, so uh, how this works is we declare our actions in order of last to first, and then you go in order of first to last. So the person who has the lowest uh, initiative, Phelan, what are you going to do? He's going to just try and get one of the bears' attention and dodge any attacks. 
that are coming towards them. Okay, so Phelan will make a nuisance. Yep. Against Bear 1. And he also spent the blood point to bust his text or bump his dexterity up. That's fine. Damien, what are you going to do? I'm going to shoot at what I'm going to call Bear A. Alright, shoot Ma Gun at Bear 1. Bear 2 is going to attempt to maul Gregory. Bear 1 is going to attempt to maul Gregory. <laughs> Iggy, you said you're going to attempt to run over and jump on a bear's back? I've actually, I think I've changed my, my strategy here. Okay. I have, a, <laughs> I have an alternate... Potentially a very dumb idea. I'm going to uh, grab a piece of fruit and then punch it into a bear's mouth. Nice! And then okay. run away. I'm using <laughs> celerity for this. Okay. You're going to heal a bear. I'm hoping it'll... Un it said something about a curse. I'm hoping it'll like make the bear nice. <laughs> Let it rot! Let it rot! <laughs> okay. Celerity... <laughs> On space, <laughs> into bear, run away. Uh, not the bear that Damien's shooting. Just for the record, bear, bear two. B. Got it. Karen, what are you going to do? Uh, Karen's gonna get in the driver's seat of the car. Karen is going to have to run to the car. Yes. Run to car. Are you I going am. to attempt to hit them with the car? Yes. <laughs> we need, need that. <laughs> Trust me, the, back in the day, I'm sure that thing could actually kill, could hit a bear. Nowadays, Toyota hits a deer, the deer's winning. Sometimes. It goes Ten. like 20 miles an hour tops. It's just going to piss the bear off. You've been hit by a car 20 miles per hour? That shit hurts. I'm also not a bear! That's a good point. <laughs> When it comes down to it, can I change my action of punch fucking Iggy in the head? <laughs> Cars. Uh, no, you already declared your action. What was the top speed of cars in the 1930s? 140 miles per hour. They could actually go normal, like, things. Um, well, like, a lot of people specifically, um, generally... Generally, they would top out at 50 to 70 miles per hour for standard cars. So you could probably get the car to 50 miles per hour, but the acceleration on it is probably trash, That's and you are a small amount of a distance away from them. The highest you're going to be able to get the car is probably 25 miles per hour when you hit there. Can I, like, take a turn to, like, go a bit farther, get some speed, run up on it? Hitting something at 25 miles an hour is still going to do damage. Yeah, I was going to say... It doesn't sound like a lot, because we go faster than that, but you're still moving pretty quick. I really hate to belabor the point, but y'all are fucking vampires. <laughs> if Mallet yeah. doesn't kill one of these fucking bears by herself, I'll be fucking surprised. What am I going to do? Make the bear kill itself? Kill yourself, bear. 
You, you try. <laughs> you can. You could. can be a nuisance like Falonis. I don't know if dementation would work on a bear because bears aren't technically sapient. Yeah, that's what I was my thought. I'm like, oh, cool. Let me uh, it's the biggest um, weapon there. Karen has a point in firearms. You could try shooting the bear. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> bad. It's not bad. Look, all I'm saying is the bear's a big target. Um, you know, the gun, the gun that uh, that uh, she has would be, you know, a difficulty of six. So, okay, yeah, actually, it'd be a difficulty of seven because of the uh, the difficulty uh, grade mm. there. So, eh, maybe she might shoot somebody on the team. But vampires treat bullets as bashing damage, so it wouldn't be much worse than you know getting clubbed in the head. Besides, I'm pretty sure Karen's agile enough to do a drive-by. At the same time, does she have any points in drive? Yeah. Hold on. Karen has a point in drive. Xanthra has no points in drive. Okay. But the bear's not a, uh, a vampire. Is it still bashing damage? No, the bear really takes lethal damage from a gun. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, which is what I'm saying is you don't need to run to the car to shoot the bear. Just shoot the fucking bear. Run, run the bear over, too. Okay, fine. If you want I to just run to wanted... the car, that's fine. I'm just, I'm just noting. Okay. okay, Karen has chosen to run to the car. Target the car. Okay, Ari. Please uh... tell me you're going to do something that isn't running to the fucking car. Quest, <laughs> question. You said these are regular bear, bear, bears. For all intents and purposes, you determine that they have no magical capabilities or powers in any way, shape, or form. Um, aside from the fact that animalism doesn't work on them, they appear to just be regular-ass bears. So, so, so the, the, the theoret, are the, their entity more, more, more digital tools still, still a lot live? Um, several, but they are all shitting themselves and running away. So if I were to do something, we would know to do this. <clears throat> um, considering that they're free. being mauled by bears, they almost certainly are not paying enough attention for it to matter. Third of the point, who fucking cares? Like, what are they gonna do? You did a shadow thing to save my life. They're probably just gonna pee themselves and pass out. You know what I'm saying? Fair, like, fair. Also, <laughs> you are right by the tree, so there are plenty of shadows for you to use. Since the there, I'm gonna um. You're gonna make make ten ten calls from the shasha. This is an attempt attempt to grab grab the bear bears. Did it keep keep them from mall 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 the the bleatling? Greg Greg. Alright, I don't. Level three three. No, I know that. I'm just trying to figure out if. Let's see how strong. Let's see arms of the abyss. But they get so there. Your obtenebration and potence and celerity add to it. Uh, Ari has two points of potence and one in celerity, on top of having a four in obtenebration. So they would have six strength and five dexterity. Yeah, okay, they could probably they could probably do that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so shadow play. Both bears. Mm -hmm. I think the year of AA, the bear stamps stamina is going to go down and beat, 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 that they won't maul any one. 
<clears throat> well, you just need to make sure that you get enough successes to summon two tentacles. If not, then Okay, Greg. Uh you get to you get to go first. Uh there are two bears that are going to attempt to maul you. What would you like to do? I want to shoot whichever one is closest to me. That would be bear 1. Uh Shoot. Bear 1. Okay. So, now we will reverse the order and people will go in the order in which their uh, initiative allows them to initiate. That was dumb and I wish I hadn't said it. Anyway. <laughs> I knew what you meant. Yeah, I appreciate that. But So, Greg, you have a gun. Bang, bang. So you are going to shoot at the bears, which is your dexterity plus your firearm skill at a difficulty of seven. Because you're tired. Sleepy boy. You said seven? Correct. Three successes. Okay. Guns have no carryover in terms of damage, so it's just a straight roll four dice to deal damage. Difficulty is still six, because damage difficulty never changes. Um, which guns are we going off of? The revolvers that you have. Okay, so I guess their damage is four instead of five? Correct. Okay. I got three successes. Okay. Bear number one takes... Uh, can a bear soak bullets? Probably. Let me get out my fucking dice roller and see if the bear soaks the bullets. There's some angry hunter who's like, yes, they can. <laughs> <clears throat> Look, man, I'm not a bearologist. I don't fucking know. A barologist. A cork cord did ding ding those games the arcade bar can. You've seen that clip of MPI versus a bear? Come on. To be fair, I missed all six of those shots. That is correct. He also shouted bleep you bear with The bear is bleeding quite a bit. Uh, you you have damaged him sufficiently, but he is he is still not happy with you and coming in your general direction. That's probably bad. <clears throat> Maybe. Ari, shadow play time. So, as per the standard rules of shadow play, or specifically arms of the abyss, I should say. <laughs> You must spend a blood point, which, uh -huh. simple enough, bloop, minus one blood point to you, and you must make a manipulation plus occult roll against the difficulty of eight, because you're tired. Uh-huh. Four successes. You summon four tentacles in the paths of the bears. Each tentacle is six feet long and possesses strength and dexterity equal to your ob obtentibration 
plus whatever your potence and your celerity are to those particular ratings. So again, as we noted, that means that the strength of the tentacles is six and the dexterity of the tentacles is five. Now, <laughs> tentacles may constrict foes uh, with strict plus one lethal damage per turn. So you have indicated that you are going to use the tentacles to attempt to restrain the bears, meaning that each tentacle, like two tentacles are going to be attempting to grapple onto each bear. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, that means effectively you are going to need to roll. Five dexterity uh-huh. four times to attempt to grapple each of the bears at a difficulty of six because shadows can't get tired. <laughs> the first two will be for bear one, the second two will be for bear two. Uh, one, six, 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 this is on the, the first, first one. Three successes on the the second one. Okay. None none did it on the the third third. Okay. Three three on the the four fourth. Okay. All right. So the third tentacle does not succeed in grappling a bear. Uh, the first tentacle and the second tentacle both grapple onto bear one, and the fourth tentacle grapples onto bear three, thus immediately disrupting them for attempts at trying to run at and more maul Gregory, and putting them into the position of attempting to have to fight their way out of shadow tentacle shit. Uh, additionally, now that they have grappled them, they may inflict strength plus one lethal damage per turn. So... <laughs> The strength of each of those things is your op 10 plus your potence, so six. So, I would like you to roll six dice for the first tentacle, the second tentacle, and the fourth tentacle against bear, uh, the first two against bear one, and the last one against bear two. It's damage, it's only six. Two successes on the first. Okay, no soak. None did it on the sex sack. Okay. One on the third. Okay, so Bear One howls in pain and like, seems to sort of flail around to get again. Uh, damage is always six. Damage will never damage will never be changed in any capacity as far as that goes. But the difficulty to hit was six because shadows don't get tired. Yes. So, the first bear howls in pain. The second bear just seems more annoyed than anything else and is turning its attention to the one tentacle that presently has it enraptured. Karen! Uh, give me a dex plus athletics roll against the difficulty of seven, please. Let's do it. Wait, dex athletics? Dex and athletics. Difficulty of what? Seven. Uh, that's oh. Ooh. All right, that's uh, that's nothing. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, you trip. You manage to, like, plant on your hands to keep yourself from breaking your face open, but you don't make any progress in going towards the car. So, fundamentally, you are just going to... You're basically just where you were to start with. You have made no forward progress. Second down. Well, at least she doesn't have a grenade this time. <laughs> Iggy. So you are going to attempt to punch a fruit into bear number two's mouth and then run away from it. That's correct. Since the bear is now restrained with tentacles, uh, we will say that this is a difficulty of six as the bear is good and pissed off, but it is immobile. And it's like, so its mouth is very clearly wide open. So that would be, we'll say dex plus melee since you are technically using a weapon. Ah, shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> Dexterity. Plus three for celerity. That is a really specific gif. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. You said six, yes? Yes, because the bear is basically immobile and going, ma, ma. One of those gets canceled. I'm waiting for him to botch and accidentally fucking mash the fruit into his own mouth. Uh, one, two, three, five. Seven? Seven successes? I got a lot of tens on that one. That's fine. Okay, so... Shove the fruit into the bear's mouth. The bear eats the fruit and seems to actually... Like, it seems to be a little bit peppier than it was, but otherwise there's no significant change that you can tell. <sighs> Shit, well... Hmm. <laughs> I guess I'll just get get out of the way. Out of character, just be thankful he hadn't punched it into the first bear's mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you, you back off successfully because the bear is still stuck, and I cannot stress this enough, going, ma, ma. <laughs> With, like, bits of fruit, like, drizzling down its chin. So, okay. Bear number one is going to attempt to break the tentacles. It is at a minus two to perform this action. Uh, so it's going to make a... A strength roll contested against the strength of the... Tentacles. So... It has to break two separate sets of tentacles, so it's going to have to make two separate strength rolls. Mm -hmm. uh, Alright, so... Mallet, give me a strength roll against the difficulty of six, please. Two successes. Three successes, so it breaks the grasp of tentacle number one. Give me another strength roll. Never mind, it botched. 
So it broke the it broke the grasp grasp of the first tentacle, then fucked up so bad that the first tentacle managed to just regrasp while it was in the process of trying to break the second tentacle. Bear number two is going to attempt to break the grasp of one tentacle. Hopefully the bear doesn't botch. Nope. Never mind. Does it that mean that the ten ten did it No, it failed. It just failed. It didn't botch. Which technically speaking, it should have botched because it rolled an eight, a one, and a one. So that should be a botch. I don't understand why it isn't, but I'm I'm you you've already fucked the bear hard enough. I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> I'm not gonna have it be that bad. It's just you, you fucking put the dice on. So both of the bears are still stuck in your shadow tentacles. Damien. Time to shoot at a bear. All right. So, as we have established from from previous discussions, it will be your dexterity plus your firearms at a difficulty of seven because you're tired. Okay. Three successes. Okay. Dice. Uh, guns get no carryover, so you just get to roll four dice to shoot bear number one to deal damage, and the bear will attempt to soak it. And you said difficulty six, right? Yep, Dif damage difficulty always six. Four successes. Uh, the bear is injured. This is the bear got three fucking successes. Jesus Christ! So the bear is wait, wait. injured. Wait, wait, it's a stamp, stamp. No, what did it have gone down, down, down? By two, two, two. Because the So the bear only got one success because, uh, because Ari is correct. Uh, the bear actually has a minus two, and it only has a stamina of three, so therefore it only gets one. Congratulations, the first bear makes a noise and falls over dead. Yay. I done it. You shot it clear in between the eyes. It's super dead. Good job. Yay, dead animals. So Phelan is now attempting, is now making a nuisance at the tied-up bear. It's kind of more concerned with the fact that there is a tentacle around it and three more presently surrounding it. But you tried. That's the important thing. <laughs> I just had this image of him going, ooh. <laughs> hey, bear! Fuck are you, bear! And the bear's just like, what, man? I'm a little busy right now. Can we talk about this later? <clears throat> okay, so you can see that the other people who are still, like, alive are not at all paying attention to what the fuck's going on. They're just like, the cops are fighting the bears! Run! And they're they're basically just like, hooray the cops, but bye. And there they go. Fuck them. I'm going to use chemistry to put a wall of fire up so they can't escape. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so, okay, we're going to go again. Correct. Okay. Since I'm last, I'm going to bite bear. You're going to bite a bear. I'm gonna bite a bear. <laughs> I mean, it's aggravated damage, so technically it's 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 not unfeasible, but... <laughs> Listen, I'm going last, and I can spend a willpower point to dodge if I need to. 
I mean, literally, th this is the action of a man who knows we're never getting to his turn. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> I'm fighting a bear. I am gonna Zayhan this bear. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so you're going to gum the bear is what you're telling me. <laughs> Probably. Maybe, and I'm assuming you're going to attempt to shoot at the bear? Yeah, I'll be shooting at the bear. Thank you. Okay. Bear number one is dead, so we don't care what he's doing. Bear number two is still attempting to break the tentacles that have their hold on him at the moment. Iggy! Alright. Iggy, um... The bear is restrained. Yell, goddamn you, bear. And, uh... Then... Would like to try and rip out its throat. <laughs> okay. Karen. Uh, bang, bang. Shoot. My gun. Air two. Uh, Ari, you still have control of the tentacles. I'm assuming you're just going to have them, like, murderize the bears. The the, the, uh, the the other three 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 to grab 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 b -b 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 the one that that's this is all red digity on to crush. I'm just gonna describe that as full tentacle hentai. And did it, I'd like like to spend spend did it a bullet blood to point point to do 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 it did it get again with the slayer slayer diddy. Okay, so full tentacle hentai slash full tentacle. Anti celerity. I'm so, so, so glad. Glad did I grab grab did it celer Okay, and Greg is going to shoot the bear. Yep. Am I still rolling against a seven? Uh, yes, sir. All right. Don't fail me now. Eight, one, two, three, four successes. Bang, 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 bang. Okay. You said it's uh, just... No damage carryover, so it's just four dice to hit yep. to do damage. Correct. Uh, against a six. Correct. Three successes. Uh, one success. So the bear takes two dice worth of damage. <laughs> okay. So, look, I'm going to be honest here. Um, the amount of dice that Ari is going to have to roll to fucking deal with these fucking bears because she's doing it twice. <laughs> Ari just kills the bear. Ari just okay. kills the bear. Ari just kills the bear. I'm just, I'm just going to save everybody the trouble of having to deal with fucking with the bear. So as the bear is being like mauled by fucking shadow tentacles, Iggy yells, "God damn you, bear!" And two more bears appear and proceed to start oh, mauling that bear to death. Uh, yeah, that's what made him. It worked. Guys, we can summon bears whenever we want. But we don't have the bears immediately. 
the mayors immediately stop looking at the dead body of the bear and then look at the remainder of the party except for Iggy. Ah, shit. Iggy, now you can punch the bear. All right, do we have to roll new initiative? Final you know what? It's uh, it's nine forty-two. I think we should actually take our standard out first hour break at an yeah. hour and forty-two minutes. And when we come back, we're just going to say that you have murdered the bears. Yay! And then somebody has All fucking right. taped Diggy's mouth shut so he doesn't shout, "God damn I, you, bears!" I slice lamb attempted over his mouth. I was gonna say this is the wrong kind of tentacle hentai. Well, the right kind of You literally tentacle hentai to bear to death. I think we all know exactly what you meant. Okay, on that note, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we'll be back in just a few minutes, guys. Okay, guys, we are back from our break. And uh, we have killed the bears. And now I guess we need to probably go to the, the next location. across the street yeah oh yeah, we... you have successfully murdered another two bears congratulations yay you're all you're all you're all very tired <laughs> so now we're going to the dump it appears wow we go go to the the, the dump 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 i'm gonna turn turn to what what did you think think gigging You're mute. Did it all mute there? Sorry. I was thinking that maybe like lightning would strike the other bear or something. I didn't know it was gonna summon two more, two more bears. I'm more wondering what part of Tree of Life did you not understand? Look, there was a bit about a curse in that scripture verse or whatever i thought maybe the bears were cursed or something and giving them f the fruit would uh un unmean them worth, worth the, make the, 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 them nice is what i mean i mean it was worth the, 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 the try 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 speaking points of for trying effort. i'd like mm -hmm. to grab a fruit and shove it in my mouth please Okay. Iggy eats a fruit. Yes. Well, Iggy took no like? damage from that battle. Um, it tastes pretty good. Not not quite rapturous enough that you are intensely fixated on the fruit, mm. but tasty enough that you feel compelled to eat all of it. Oh shit. <laughs> so Iggy does not take any had, had not taken any damage during that battle. So his physical acuity is not modified in any way. However, uh, you're, you, you feel more mentally sharp than you've ever felt in your life, and oh, you are right. no longer under the penalty of having a minus one to your a plus one to your difficulty for the remainder of the session. Ooh, these are pretty good, guys. I'm I think I'm gonna have another. Another one would not help you. <laughs> yeah, but you said I'm compelled to eat all of them now. No, I said that you're just compelled to finish the one that you ate. Oh, I miss I misheard that apparently. No, not all of them. You're just compelled to finish the one that you ate. Got it. Well. There's no seeds inside of it. There's no pit. It is just fruit all the way through. 
Hey, not not heart heart beat beat. It feels no heartbeat. No. It didn't undo your vampiric status in any way, shape, or form, but it put you to peak physical and mental performance capabilities in your current status. I feel like kind of refreshed, though. This is pretty good. I think that maybe we should all eat one. Karen's going to grab mm. off a couple fruits from the top. About five. I mean, they're all they're all within easy hand reach. So you grab off five fruits, and I'm assuming you hand them to the others. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I eat my fruits. Okay, Karen. I'm assuming you eat your fruit. Karen's gonna eat her fruit. Okay. So, Karen, you are no longer under the penalty of the plus one difficulty. Damien, you are no longer under the penalty of the plus one difficulty. Hey, Fay, Fay, Lynn, are we all gonna drop, drop, dead, dead? We eat, eat, this. Well, nobody did, so I think it's safe. Yeah, if y'all didn't die, whatever. Guys, I do feel like, like Iggy said, I feel refreshed. I feel like ready to go. I could fight. I could fight two bears by myself. Uh huh. I'm gonna eat, eat the fruit, fruit. Mary not only gets the reduction of the penalty, but also gets her one used blood point back. Oh. Huh. <laughs> anybody else of the two of you who are left, are you going to eat your fruits? Someone's um, gonna pocket his. Yeah, I, I already, oh. I already am. I, I was like, yeah, if you guys didn't die, I guess it's fine. Okay, Gregory, you are no longer under the penalty. Phelan puts his fruit in his pocket. There are still four fruits remaining. And I guess Phelan's going to grab Oh, one wait, no, five, there's five fruits remaining because you punched one into the guy's mouth. So, yeah, into the lion's mouth, so the bear's mouth. So there's five fruits remaining. So you're going to grab another one? Yeah, I'll grab another one and uh, eat that, then tell everybody to grab one more until there's none left. Yeah, Palin gets his, his used blood point back and is no longer under the penalty. So everybody is at full blood points and they no longer have any difficulty penalties. <clears throat> and you have claimed the other four fruits that are remaining on the tree. All right. Let's All right. just go, go to the, 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 the dump dump. The dump, the dump, the dump, dump, dump. I mean, listen, there's probably a bathroom there if you really have to go. Gets in the car, turns it on, turns slightly to the right, and then stops and gets out. <laughs> ah, we're here. <laughs> I... nah, he's well, I mean, it really depends. Did you guys park on, would you guys have parked on Riverview, or would you have parked on um, the unnamed street between the two of them? I need to pull up the map. Give me one second. Yeah, I am we, assuming that Balin probably parked on the unnamed street between the two of them, since he's literally just driving across the street and parking the yeah. car like an asshole. <laughs> Pretty much just right where it kind of ends there, mm -hmm. the unnamed street. Is that a banana in your pocket, Phelan, or are you just happy to see a bear? Holy shit. <laughs> That's it. Shut it down. 
<laughs> that that that's it's all downhill from there. You, you. <laughs> it's all downhill from there. We're not getting any better. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, so you pull up. So you pull across the street in front of the the toil dump. C congratulations on driving the car three feet. Pats <laughs> himself on the back for a job well done, then gets out. As you get out, you look over. You happen to look over back toward handy dandy agricultural supplies, and you see that the entirety of the sky over handy dandy agricultural supplies is turned pitch black. Huh. That's probably not good. And as you're watching, you can see. There's like a hill off to the side of the area, and a goat just walks up over the horizon. It has four horns, but otherwise appears to be a normal, healthy goat. It just stares <laughs> intently at all of you with what appear to be square pupils. But there doesn't seem to be anything really particularly concerning or threatening about it until a fifth horn just starts growing out of its head. Mm -hmm. And grows. And grows. And reaches impossibly far into the astonishingly night sky directly above the agricultural center. Growing upwards even as it branches off in a 90 degree angle pointing both south and east. The goat, despite the fact that the horn that's on his head is just utterly impossible as far as weight goes, just keeps staring at everybody and chewing on its cud. And as its head moves, the horns that's shooting outwards into the vanishing distance just hits stars in the night sky, making an odd tinkling noise that just seems to erase them from the heavens. The goat starts stamping its hoof as snow starts to fall, but it's not snow, it's the stars that it is knocking out of the sky themselves. They remain the size that they were when they were in the sky. All sense of perspective is just completely gone at this point, and when they hit the ground, they just poof, tiny puffs of smoke. The goat just stamps on one of the stars that lands near it, just goes back to chewing on its cud and just keeps staring at you with its square pupils and its blank, empty, dead eyes. Hey, Phelan. Yes? Was there anything in the Bible about LSD? I mean, you could look at pretty much everything in the Bible as a bad trip if you want to, but nothing specifically about LSD that I know of. Phelan, the oh. hell is that? I need to <laughs> actually make a roll for that. I'm not 100% sure what it is. Okay. Uh, difficulty of seven. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you can't, you don't have true faith, so you can't help. <laughs> Fail, I'm going to roll again. Okay. Fail. Difficulty of six. Fuck, come on. <laughs> nah, I got, I finally got one success on the next one. Christmas. Uh, yeah, you were right. <laughs> so, and one of them came forth a little horn which waxed exceeding great towards the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land and it waxed great even to the host of heaven and it cast down some of the host and of the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. He just nods and goes, okay, uh, I don't think it's actually going to attack us or anything, but yeah, 
just chalk it up to vampire shit weird. Well, we've killed one goat before, so we can kill another one if we have to. As long as it stays upon its hill, I think we'll be fine. It doesn't seem particularly interested in moving, and to nowhere else is struck by the night sky but the handy-dandy agricultural supplies, so you're probably fine if you just go over to the dump and ignore it. That was a good rhyme, though. Fair. So, yeah, he's going uh, uh, just kind of back way towards the dump before turning around and walking towards, I guess, the door. What what does the dump itself look like? So, the dump itself just sort of has like a large fence around where various and sundry sorts of crap would be left. There's a little shack off to the side, but otherwise the proper dump itself is just like a larger fenced-in area nearby to where the shack is. So Phelan is taking the lead on this, is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Phelan? Mm-hmm. Okay, Phelan, I'm going to need you to give me a stamina roll, please. It's a difficulty of six. Fortitude, also, or... Do you have... Yes, you have fortitude, so correct. You would add fortitude into that as well. Okay. Taking away my dex. Four. And you said seven? Mm, six. Six? Yeah, difficulty of six is fine. Three successes. <clears throat> okay, you feel a pinprick of pain on your face from out of nowhere. Okay, he's gonna raise his hand and... Put it over. Give me another. Give me another stamina and fortitude roll. Difficulty of six. Four successes. You feel another pinprick of pain on your hand as you sort of bring it up. I'm gonna move my hand down and look on the back of my hand to see if I can see what's causing it. It doesn't look like anything in particular. Uh, give me. Give me another roll against the difficulty of eight. Uh, failed. Suddenly your hand breaks out in pain again, and you just see, as if out by magic, a festering boil appears on the back of your hand. The running sore looks like it's just been there instantly, but almost seems as if it's been on your hand for weeks. Okay. Uh, as you stand the... there, you can feel more and more pinpricks just sort of hitting your hitting your face and any exposed skin. Okay, uh, he's kind of going to be holding his... Specs, so. Yeah, I don't have all specs. So I'm going to be holding my hand and backing <laughs> away uh, since nobody else is being affected by anything, I guess. It's going to be back as far as he can away before it stops hurting his body. Okay. Who has the highest all specs out of the group? I have three. Karen, Karen, yeah. Karen I'm going to need you to give me a perception plus awareness roll against a difficulty of six. All right. One. Uh, four successes. You vaguely notice what appears to be ashes floating through the air, and each of the ashes seems to have hit Phelan as he was walking forward, and, like, 
gesturing in pain. So it seems as though whenever the ashes from the incinerator touched him was when he sort of jerked around or indicated that he was having a problem. Uh, Phelan, back up. He's already backing up towards the group, uh, flexing his hand while he's not really groaning, but kind of grunting in pain. Uh, it's not going to be touching any of the boils or anything, but as he turns around, you all can see where they're starting. Ooh. Yeah, those those ashes from the incinerator, I don't think you should go closer to those. They hurt, it looks like. Damien's going to go look in the in the car, like I guess in the trunk, and see if there's uh, an umbrella. Yeah, there's an umbrella in the trunk. Hmm. Nice. Definitely thought he was going for a first aid kit, but all right. Um, I see, where, I see where we're going. Uh, is there more than one umbrella? No, just the one. Is it a big um, umbrella or like one of those like... It's a regular sized umbrella, not a golf umbrella. Okay. How would blood heal? Yeah, just one blood point would heal your hand. Okay. So after he gets away, he's going to spend his blood point and the boil itself is going to disappear. He'll let go of his wrist and just flex his hand a little bit. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm guessing this is Exodus Mark. Correct. And they took ashes of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses sprinkled it up towards heaven, and it became boiling, boils breaking forth with sores upon man and upon beast. Well, here's an umbrella that might help you, you know. Uh, is with, it with the, with the falling ash situation? Is the ash kind of falling, or is it being whipped around in like a devilish? It's just kind of falling. There's not a, there's not a wind of any sort of note, so it's just coming from the nearby incinerator. Please take this umbrella in this trying time. Does it say man specifically? Uh yes. Not oh yes, upon man and upon beast. So yes. So upon man might only affect men that let let me try. Okay, yeah, go ahead and try. Let's see what happens. I'm gigging walk walk Nothing happens. I was right, right. right. Hmm. Well, uh, well, I, I think, Phelan, you've got the umbrella, so why don't you go with uh, Ari and Karen, and, and you guys can investigate and call us on the radio if you need us to rush in. Uh, I mean, you guys aren't that far away. Like, you could literally just yell, hey, guys. Uh, just wondering, is there any gloves or anything in the truck we could say that you all have a pair of standard issue police gloves in your pockets okay he's gonna put them on just in case anything blows to okay. cover up and takes the umbrella opens it up and makes his way towards ari okay uh 
So I guess we're going through the gate. It's a gate that needs to be opened, or is it already opened? And then the shack to the left. There's a gate that's already opened. The shack is separate from the gate, and it's off to the right-hand side from where you guys are facing. <laughs> and then just inside of the gate area, you can see the incinerator going. <laughs> so he kind of holds it, the umbrella down to make sure nothing's blowing in him and goes, uh, I'm going to make my way over to the shack. You want to make your way to the incinerator and see if you can turn it off or anything, stop it from... Yeah, we can do that. This is good. good. Did, did, did. Okay. Yeah. So we'll follow Phelan first. Phelan heads over to the shack. As you get closer, you can hear what sounds like somebody moaning in pain. Uh, door locked or anything, or is it just able to be opened? When you tap the door, it's... And it creaks open a little bit. Okay, he's going to uh, walk in, close the door, and then close the umbrella and take a look around. So it appears as though somebody, presumably the man running the place, which as you... Sorry. Kids these days. <laughs> <laughs> which, as you recall, would have been Sawyer, who runs the dump. It appears that he was living in the shack. It's homey in a living in a shack sort of way. But it's not bad, I guess. <laughs> More importantly, however, as you look around, you find what you are guessing would be Mr. Sawyer, the garbage man lying in his bed and writhing around in pain. To to describe him as horribly disfigured would be an insult to horribly disfigured people. He is just covered in swollen, pus-filled wounds along every inch of his exposed skin. His sheets are soaked through with the sickening excretions coming from those wounds, and by all indications, he is absolutely delirious with the pain. Found He's just completely covered from head to foot in blood and what you would presume to be infectious runoff. Uh, Felon's gonna walk up to him and kind of kneel down and, "Hey, Sawyer, it's the cops. Please, hi." He he just he just groans in pain. Any any possibility of lucidity from this man has long since expired. So, Fallon does have a fruit in his pocket, but I don't know if I want to waste it on him yet. So, he's just gonna fuck. Okay, uh, he's gonna get up and go over. Is there any windows or anything next to the door that he can see outside with the incinerator? Okay, so he's, he's going to wait for the incinerator to be shut down or whatever and the ash to stop falling. Okay, so we'll go over to the other group. And you can see that there's an incinerator and it's going. 
a little bit of inspection reveals a bucket nearby, which appears to have some dirty water near it, or in it, excuse me. Is it, so, is it incinerator just, like, an actual machine, or just, like, a big pit of, like, hot fire? It's a pit of hot fire, but there's, like, a machine around it. Okay. So, so. Gonna grab, grab. The buck, buck. And throw it on the fire. Okay, you put the fire out, and ashes just explode out in all directions from the incinerator. <sighs> hmm. I hate this is town, town, town. Um. Are there any any thing thing in in the the fire 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 fire? Just wood. Wood. Um. Hmm. So is it still like going? I say we wait like a few seconds, see if it like stops spilling out. The ashes have stopped. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Fixed. May may be you when did it die both both the no no things tend to get get did it a lot lot worse. We're used to it by now. Let's go check on Phelan. I Yeah. Oh, we're also gonna call back to the group. Ashes ash is gone. Would it be safe for us to go ahead and rejoin them? It'll probably take about a minute or two for the final for the final ashes to successfully land on the ground and stop swelling in the air. But yeah, after a couple of minutes. Yeah, I obviously let it all dissipate and then go ahead and join the group. Okay. So the group is now all just standing out front of the town dump. As you are standing there sort of rubbernecking, all of a sudden you just start hearing the sound of buzzing from everywhere. Is it bees? Oh, not locusts. Bees. Nope. Is it locusts? Flies. Oh, oh gross. Gross. Just more and more flies just come out of the dump from everywhere. They're just specifically swelling all around the dump. There's just flies all around all of you. It's annoying, to say the least. Uh, Fallon, who never left the shack, will open the door and just scream out in here. You're going to run to the shack. Yeah, I'm going uh -huh. in. Okay, so you all cram your way into this tiny-ass shack where you see a man covered in fucking blood blisters and open sores lying on the ground moaning. A couple of flies managed to get in through the open door and immediately start diving in for the wounds to lay their eggs on him, presumably. Oh, that's nasty. <clears throat> I want to be like, what the fuck, Mark? But then I know all this is coming out of the Bible, so... <laughs> so I guess the correct question is, what the fuck, guy who wrote Exodus? Yeah. yeah Exodus 8, Exodus, right? Exodus, man. Yep. Uh, no. It's not Exodus chapter 8? It's chapter 8, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna need to make a roll. I'm not sure if, uh, verses. 
Uh, what difficulty? Six. Uh, six. Three successes. Okay. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the water and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. Else if thou wilt not let my people go, hold, I will send swarms of flies upon thee, and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, and into thy houses, and the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground whereon they are. And I will sever in the day, in that day, the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of fi that's, that's flies. Probably, shall... That's probably enough. You've probably covered the key point there. Okay, so it's, it's plague of flies set upon the pharaoh. Uh, yeah. Uh, do they seem to be just staying in the area, or are they just spreading out? No, they're just staying in the area. Okay. So you're in a shack next to a guy covered in sores that has flies laying their eggs in him. And outside, Whoa. there's a shitload of flies. These is more, more, more digital fly, fly flies. I mean, you don't seem to be particularly magic. You haven't tried to kill them or anything, but... Uh, I, I have the Vin ID to yeah. Um, at least to try try to get get to to do to the the car 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 with the about choke choke on fly flies. I mean, they're not going to try and fly into your mouth. You can just walk through the flies. It'll be Ew. uncomfortable, but it'll be fine. Under that case, I'm gonna gonna spend a blood blood point point to cover myself. Self of So any flight flies that come near near me. I mean that's fine. I'll allow it. And did I'd like like to do do the same same for one else? Complete random question. Can flies actually suffocate? Yes, they breathe. If it breathe breathes, it can die die. Can you use your shadowy whatever to suffocate them all? Um, I don't know where to suffocate all of them. No, there's. I mean, yes, but the, she would need so much to spend like lots of blood because the dump is fairly large and there are flies over all of it. This is easy. This is easier. Consider a purse, purses, and all she shielded. Also, you have wow. no idea if whatever's happening will just summon more flies. Mm -hmm. Well, before we go, what are we going to do about him? And he gestures back towards Sawyer. Uh, what? We have three options. Leave him, help him, put him out of his misery. Damien's going to reach in his pocket, pull out one of the pieces of fruit, and give it to him. Okay. Uh, after some difficulty, the, the the older man chews down the fruit, and as if by magic, all of his sores are healed. After a moment, he sits up and he goes, What the fuck? Oh. Well, um, 
I don't know what what you police officers did to help me, but thanks. Glad, glad I could be of service. Now you should probably stay inside. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do that. Don't turn on the incinerator. Okay. I uh, I won't. I definitely won't. Good. All right. Well. Time to go, go. <laughs> so you guys walk out of the shack and you can see a group of about 12 to 14 people have gathered around over the incinerator. Uh, they, they're not bothered by the flies? Nope. They're, they, they appear to be dragging goats, calves, and family pets towards the incinerator. Oh, oh boy. Um... Are so those... they're all standing by the incinerator, and one of them lights the incinerator back up. Oh, shit. And then, in, in as a group, all of them just slit the throats of the creatures in front of the in front of the incinerator. I was going to ask if they're still alive. Welp. Okay. As uh. you watch, the first one throws an animal into the furnace, and then all of them just spontaneously combust. All of the people, people... or the animals? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeesh. Uh, and they all just, the people just drop dead. What the Fallon, fuck? Fallon's going to point back towards the car and Mal's get, go, yeah. the incinerator. Just go. I don't think he's finished his sentence before I'm like power walking to the car like, bye. Yep. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. Time to fucking go. Can I use the shad shad did it did it quench quench the the flame flame flames? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I guess it's cost another point of blood, but sure, whatever. All right, fine. I'm gonna do do that that. Okay. Once you guys get to the car, Ari puts out the fire with her shadow play, and now you've got a guy sitting in the shack that you have healed, and a bunch of dead people. And animals lying in front of the incinerator. We leave now. Now, what hell ho place do we have to go to next? I think it's time to go, and we only have one left, and it's the lodge. And hopefully, that's where we can figure out how to stop all this fucking nonsense. Because I've about had hoping. It. We need to. Wild. We need to make a stop at the Yerda place so we can get the key. So, let's go there real quick and grab the key, then make our way over. Okay. I... As you guys hop into the car and proceed to drive over to the Yurta house, the radio crackles to life. Calling all cars, calling all cars. The fellas over at the bowling alley done got their blood up and invaded the row houses across the way. Now they're killing all the married women and children like good boys, but there's apparently some fuss about dividing the virgins equally. Get on over can there and sort them out the before there's a real tussle. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> Please uh, don't kill the car. <laughs> now, Iggy, I would like for you to give me a uh, dexterity plus brawl roll, and your skill punching will allow you to get uh, doubles for your tens that you roll. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Punch the radio. Plus brawl plus celerity. Maybe I shouldn't add celerity. Do I have to add celerity? You can. It's fine. You're not going to break the car. 
Oh, okay. All right, then. I'll take it. Whew. Sorry, what's my target? Uh, six. Uh, it's kind of a small target, but it's completely immobile. So. Uh, do I need more than seven? I have a couple tens. <laughs> uh, well, you get carryovers, so yes, I would like you to reroll your tens, please. Are you sure I'm not gonna break? The I car? would like you to. Re You're not gonna break the fucking car. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right, make it eight. <laughs> okay. So now you get to roll strength plus eight to punch the radio. Fucking hell. All right. That's only 11. That's all. I guess the difficulty of six. Oh, no. That should be four. This isn't updated. Uh, that's only 12. <laughs> six, you say? Okay. Yes. Well, the... Only two successes, according to the dice roller. Okay. Well, you break the radio. But it's Excellent. still it's still like in the car. That's fine. So okay. Why why while we drive drive I'm gonna gonna turn turn to to care care Y'all y'all went went to the the your your the house before fort, right, right? Uh, yes. It's very... We'll, we'll be quick. It'll be quick. I don't, we know how to handle her. Does Iggy need to punch you to her? If she wants to. I mean, if he wants to. <laughs> From the driver's seat. No, I'm not good. punching the poor lady. Iggy's gonna be punching something, but you remember what was in the room, right? The book. Yeah, you remember what was in the book? A key. So I'll distract her, go upstairs, get into the room, and uh, grab the key. Okay. Can do. Uh, did, did you want back, back, up, in cases you can't, can't, did, did distract, distract, did it hurt her? I mean, eh. why not? Yeah, we can. I just assumed okay. he was going to make her cry again. So <laughs> the car pulls up. Phelan, Ari, and Iggy get out of the car. So Phelan will walk up, knock on the door, then open it and go, Police! You can hear wailing from the kitchen. <sighs> Mutters under his breath, Yes, he drank the ass wine. He's dead. Let's get this over with. So you guys walk into the kitchen. <clears throat> Ari! You see a young man lying on the ground, his face contorted in agony, his mouth surrounded by black veins, and his tongue is already beginning to rot out of his head as he bleeds out of his eyes and nose. The blood is running in walk congeal, but there's still dried blood under his fingernails somehow. Phelan, it's the dead kid from before. <laughs> he points to the kid and goes, it looks like you drank poison. So, Mrs. Yurta starts bitching and moaning about how fundamentally speaking, it, it, it seems as though Mary Sewell has poisoned her son, going on and on about what a what a what a hower Mary Sewell is, etc., so on and so forth. It takes one oh, one did a no no one one. Oh boy. <laughs> Excuse me. You heard did it meet me and did I Start mutt mutt to the dream, Greek Greek. 
goes, listen, young lady, you would probably be very beautiful if not for that foul mouth of yours. I am not a hoer. I am a good God-fearing Christian. Doesn't the bye-bye say something about not judging? Listen, I pray for that woman's soul every single day. You guys hear a thump from upstairs. Did you call call their names? She tainted my poor boy. She drove him out of this town, and now that he's back, she has poisoned and killed him. Uh, takes to do to to tang tang go go. She corrupted my son. As did I check check did your son had did it a free free will will will. He was taken in by her whorish nature. Again, takes born did it know what one. Gee jeez. I do not like your attitude, young lady. I don't like you you. Fallon's gonna kind of uh, walk away from the woman. Goes behind her, turns around, makes a circle with one finger and takes his other finger and starts poking it through while wiggling his tongue. Then holds up two thumbs up and goes upstairs to check on Iggy. Uh, Iggy Wait. has successfully punched open the door. And he's holding a book in one hand and a key in the other. I got it. So, good stuff. Uh, pocket the key, leave the book. We don't need a anymore throws it over the shoulder <laughs> there's another thump upstairs <laughs> Just whoop. you want to go see something funny uh how funny i don't know it could be funny let's just go and see how it works out okay i'll follow phelan Goes downstairs and just stands behind Yurda, looking in. Yeah, I mean, last last did I check check did your son was more more than capable of the decided to do for himself did it have the sex like like you guys said did it take to do to tang tang go lately did young woman I do not like your attitude at all. As a good God-fearing Christian woman, I, I do not I do not appreciate the the insinuation that my son was anything other than a pure Christian man who was tempted in the, with the wiles of this hoer. He he proselytized to the church. He uh-huh. helped run the church with his father. He was a good God-fearing Christian young man. Uh huh. Um, I, yeah, I, mean, I heard all you know, that too. Go go to church church on Christmas and East East. But did I seem to remember some something about about let let did he he with the without sits in throw throw the first first stone? Or review you with the without sits in? From behind, Fallon calls out. She's Greek Orthodox. I don't think she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> oh, you're one of them. One of what, what? Blasphemers. I would appreciate it if you would, if you would take yourself out of my house. I did it appreciate it. If you learned to look, look beyond your own no, no. But did it, it's a bit to do big, big for that. Is it? My nose is a significantly appropriate size, and I will thank you to extricate yourself from my property. 
post. Yeah, well, we got to get going anyways. Also, I heard there was some kind of commotion over at the church. You might want to go check that out. And Iggy's yeah, going to yeah. try to guide was... Ari out of the house. Yeah, I wa walked it in there. It might, might, caught, caught, did it on five, 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 year, year. If I'm such, such a blast, blast, murmur. She looks at the. T she looks at Iggy and she goes, "Go with God, young man. Lord knows you're gonna need it." And she starts collecting herself to head over to the church as you drag Ari out of this woman's house. Look, she's gonna not exist in, uh, it soon, soonish. Anyways, make make drink drink the wine wine. Could did it have? I mean, if that was your plan, why didn't you just do your little dominate thing? And because this is a what, watching pearl, 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 pearl grass, this is a pearl, pearl grass, grass, is this is hilarious, hilarious. So the two of you successfully drag Ari back to the car, shove her in, and climb in alongside of her, and then drive away. Um, As you are driving, hmm? Well, I found him driving away, he just burst out laughing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course. Sorry, As you guys... <laughs> As you guys are driving over to the Masonic Lodge, the radio crackles to life, and through a busted speaker, you God hear, damn Oh, it. now, before y'all start fussing at me, no, I ain't gossiping over here. We got reports that Cheyenne Rika been fooling around with that Owen Virgil character outside of matrimony. They're huddling together in the crawl space underneath Owen's house at the moment, saying goodbyes to each other and sobbing and such. Let's play this by the book, boys. Go by there and make your swords drunk with their blood. Good hunting. Didn't you punch 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 the 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 ray ray dido? Apparently not enough. Can you punch that radio again? Please, please. Sure. Would you would you like me to roll? Yes, please. Max plus brawl. You get to you get to double up your tens with your skill. Punching. Dex plus the punch. All right. Let's see. What's my target? Six again. Six again. Yes. Well, your target's technically the radio. Fair enough. <laughs> if you That's botch, you're going tip. to if you botch, you're going to punch Phelan in the dick, and I want you to know that. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, I forgot the tens count as doubles, and I get to reroll them. I would have had more last time. It's fine. Um, okay, so that puts me at, let's see, 6, 9, 11. Okay. So you get to roll strength plus 10, uh, so 14 dice total. And remember, with your physical, with your strength uh, ability, arm day! You get to double up your 10s. <laughs> what did we say, 12? 14. 11. 14. 14. Four, nine. Nine successes? Yes. You hit the radio so hard that it goes flying out of the police car, through the passenger side window, and out into the street. Hopefully, that'll fix it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Ziggy. I didn't want to hear that deranged woman anymore. Hey, Faye, Faye, the, 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 what was the, the, that crack crack about Greek Greek or the docs? 
It just shrugs and says, I know it'll piss her off. Fair, fair. She did it made me drink, drink, drink the wine. I was leaving it up to you to handle the situation as you saw fit. Wait a second. You guys were... You, 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 you do realize that the woman just... Her son just died in front of her, right? And... Interesting. She, she call, called the person a whore. So, so blah, 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 and sold, sold, did, did, did her back. She, she got did her pearls all in a tizzy. Also, remember one of God's disciples was said to be a prostitute, if you read it a certain way, so. Fallon just kind of shrugs and goes, don't go holier than thou on people when you don't know their circumstances. And did she call, call to meet me a blast, blast, theme. Well, good news, she won't exist in the next however long anyway, so. I, I did, 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 punch, punch, hurt her. Why didn't you? But because I'm trying, trying to get straight, straight, straight myself. That's noble. I appreciate that. I'm trying, trying to get work, work, on, not, not to jump, jump, but the big getting head, did it first, did it. Okay. So as you guys pull up in front of the Masonic Lodge. You see a middle-aged woman standing in front of the lodge. She sees you pull up and she says, oh, thank goodness you're here. So, my name is Amanda and I am paid to clean up the lodge the day before meetings occur. Today, I came over to clean up the lodge and, well... Um, there is a bug problem. What kind of bugs? I'm not sure. But I've left the door unlocked, so have at it. And then she just leaves. <laughs> left the door unlocked, so you hmm. deal with it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she's saying. Do we look like exterminators? <laughs> You're the cops. Oh. See, the cops do everything. So the 1930s and we're yep. the cops. Basically, yes. I yes. hope these aren't the same kind of bugs. And Iggy's going to pull out his gun. Damn, you know what seriously Iggy pulled up, pulled up a gun. <laughs> okay. I just want to be ready. Kind of cocks his eyes and goes, what bugs have we ran into? Bees? Flies? I oh, mean, no, no. The other bugs. You know which ones I'm talking about. <clears throat> the kind that exploded the Willis Tower is what he's talking about. Yep. Oh. oh! Yeah, I don't think we have to worry about that. Can't be too careful. Okay. Let's go, go, go in. Go, go, for, 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 I will. will if we... Y'all don't want, want, want to do. I mean, I think we've all got to search it. we got to figure out what's going on. 
Hey, yep. I'm gonna walk, walk, giggy inside, side. Yep. Yeah, I'll be right behind her. Same. Okay. So, when you walk in, you open the door, and you are greeted by the sound of buzzing. As you look around, you can see every inch of every surface in the building is covered in locusts. Good. Oh, bugs. Good. Lovely. Locusts. Great. Well, I guess at least it isn't those giant bugs. True. I know yeah, enough really. about. I know enough about the Bible to know that this is from that. <laughs> So, so far, we've hit almost everything from Exodus. Uh, so, it's just, they're all over the place, or what's the dispersion of the bugs? Oh, they're literally everywhere. How, how many rooms are in, in the, the, the lodge? There's a main meeting hall area. There's a couple of offices off in the back. I'll go check, check, again off, off the vifis. I'm gonna go check the main area. Okay. Anybody else going to do anything else? I'll, uh... I'll go up a Polari. I'll follow Damien to check the main area. Okay. I'm gonna look in a different office. Yeah, Felon's just gonna follow Iggy since he has the key. Okay. Xanthra, I would like for you, please, to give me a... Perception plus awareness roll at a difficulty of seven. Yay. Or Karen, rather, I should say. That will be... Da, 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 da. Three successes. As you approach the office with Ari, you hear the sound of crunching. What kind of, like, like chips crunching, bones crunching, or leaves crunching? Chips crunching. Hmm. Oh. Uh, are you hear that? Sounds like Lay's potato chips. Do do I? No. No no. I'm gonna try try the the door door. The door is locked. You're gonna break, break the, the, the door, door. <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna bother making you roll for it. The door isn't particularly strong. It just bloop, pops open. <clears throat> Inside, you can see an office. Most of the office is covered entirely in locusts, as is everything else, except for the back wall which is, there's a reddish-green stain on the wall surrounding a mounted Masonic sword. Uh, uh, d -d -d -d. Hey, Faye, Wait, Faye, so the, sword on... the sword's on the wall? Yes. Oh. Huh. Okay, uh, meanwhile, Gregory, yes. you have Audrex. Give me a Perception plus awareness roll against a difficulty of six, please. Perception plus... <clears throat> you said awareness? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, five. 
And it was against, what did you say? I'm sorry. Six. Okay. That's what I thought you said. I was making sure. Three successes. Okay. You notice as you're looking around in the main hall that while almost everything is covered with locusts, there is a decoration along the hall, the main the main wall of the hall, that appears to be free <laughs> of them, which is a Native American headdress and bow flanked with cross arrows. Okay. Um, I'm going to point that out to Damien and be like, so you see that thing? Yeah. Why are there no bugs on it? I don't know. That's a good question. Think we should get it? I mean, it's just a decoration, but... But if there's nothing on it, it might be important. Okay, so we're going to slip back over to Xanthra and Ari. As the two of you are watching the sword, you see the blade, as a locust crawls near to it, the blade just bends on its mount, metal whipping outward like a frog's tongue. The edge of the steel just open and close around the locust and chew it up, and then just comes back to rest on the wall again. Yes. Yes. I, I definitely we'll saw the sword to, eat the wall. Well, now we'll go back to Greg and Damien, who see a locust walk over the head of one of the arrows and then just explode in half and fall to the ground dead. Yeah, I think we need that. I don't know if it's a good idea for us to touch it. Um, is there anything else in here? No. As you watch, you can see that the stone arrowheads that the bugs wa the bug walked over just seems to absorb the bug's fluids into itself. Another bug walks over the arrows themselves and the bow, and it seems to be fine. Then walks over the head and splits in half. I'm gonna. I want to go get it, but I don't want to touch the the arrowhead. Okay. I just want to grab. You collect like... the. You collect the two arrows and the bow off of the wall. Okay. I got it. I'm gonna walk back and get out of here. Okay. Ari and Xanthra. Phelan, did you go over to investigate now that Ari called out to you? Yeah, he's going to walk over. Okay. As you walk into the room, you can see the two of them staring awkwardly at the sword in the wall, which is the only thing that's visible under the locusts. And then just suddenly you see the sword whip around again, grab another locust in its steel teeth and chew it up, and then go back to being a sword on the wall. Uh, he kind of squints at it, goes over. Doesn't actually get too close to it, but just looks around it. Uh, see what it is. Uh, how it could be bending like that. Then he kind of pushes a group of locusts towards the blade. The blade just whips around in the air like a frog's tongue and just grabs all of them in its sorty mouth chews them all up and just goes back to being a sword again. Uh, I think this is Deuteronomy, but I'm going to make the roll to make sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I hate this. This is gross. 
one success. That's all you need. I'll make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword shall devour flesh, and that with the blood of the slain of my of the slain and of the captures from the heads of the leaders of the enemy. It's literally sword devouring flesh. Uh, so Iggy, did you go off and inspect the other office? Uh, yeah, I was gonna do that. Okay. Uh, while you're poking around in the office, I need you to give me a perception plus awareness roll against a difficulty of eight, please. Sorry, give me that again. Difficulty eight. Perception, perception plus awareness. Okay. To answer the question that was asked in our private chat, are there bugs on the floor? Are we crushing bugs with every step? Yes. Gross. Shit. I was assuming that was the crunching noise. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, the crunching noise was the sound of the sword chewing up the uh, the bugs. Oh, hell oh. yes. One, two, three. Three successes. You notice that there's a small panel along the wall, like the, the along the whole wall, that it seems like locusts are climbing into and out of. Uh, there's not a keyhole on this panel, is there? You want to get closer and inspect it? Sure. <laughs> okay, after brushing away some of the locusts, you eventually do discover a keyhole. Hey, guys! I think I got something over here. So the first thing everyone hears is the sound of Iggy shouting, Hey, guys! I think I got something over here. The second thing that you hear is the sound of the roar. Oh, no. The what? I'm sorry. Not the lion. Not the lion. The roar. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought you said. One moment, there was no lion. And then suddenly, in the dining room, there's a lion. It just appeared. Blank space one second and snarling predator the next. Hmm. Uh, Mallet, you're not a question. That, that's a lie, lie, lie. Again. Is the it the lion same lion? The group of you. Uh, for Phelan and Iggy, well, Iggy's in the other room. So he can hear the roaring, but he's not seeing it at the moment. But for you, Phelan, yes, it is the same lion. Unholy red eyes, mouth completely full of flames, a lion. Phelan's going to look around and... Obviously, the only weapon close is unholy sword that eats shit. Maybe it'll eat the lion. That's, yeah, what Fallon's thinking. Uh, Fallon's gonna run back into the office and reach towards the sword, uh, watching it to see if it lashes out at him. No, you're able to pull the sword off of the wall. Okay. The blade uh, sort of seems to be like poking its head around a little bit. Uh, you may want to, you may want to like get to pointing it at the lion sooner rather than later. Yeah. So he's gonna come back out from the actual uh, office with the sword held in front of him, away from his body, kind of an on guard, but not an on guard because he just doesn't want it to bite him. 
Uh, so it was Karen and Ari, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand if you just want to run. It's like, like, I'm leave, leave, leave the thing, you, you. And did I did like, like, did to go, go, ten, ten, shit. Let that, let, 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 four, four. Please, please. Okay, so Ari is going to spend two turns spending blood points. All right. So. And Phelan is brandishing a sword at a giant-ass lion. The sword is very interested in the lion. Uh, Stare, are, yeah, you're hearing the roaring and the general commotion. Are you going to attempt to come out of the office yeah, that you're in? I'll, I'll look out the, the doorway or whatever and see what's happening. It's that lion again. Oh, <laughs> shit. Now, where uh, Greg and I are in relation to all of this... You're mm -hmm. off at, like, an angle, but you can still quite clearly see the fucking lion. The, the hallway between the main hall and the dining room is wide enough that you can you can see big fucking lion where there didn't used to be big fucking lion. Okay, Greg, you might want to shoot it. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, do you think I should use the What's bow or the, the gun? How do I shoot a bow? I don't know how to shoot a bow. Do I have any remote idea how to shoot a bow? Like, can my firearms lean into that? Um, it'll be a minus one to your firearm skill, but actually, no. We'll give you the. We'll let you use firearm skill, but because it's such an archaic weapon, we'll say it's a difficulty of eight. Fuck. Okay. Uh. Okay. I'm gonna shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm gonna try. So, what you need for me? Firearms plus. Firearms plus dexterity and difficulty of eight. Three. Four, five, six. I gotta get all my dice. Alright. Here we go. Uh, two. Okay. You fire off the arrow at the lion. And as you fire off the arrow, you distinctly hear a sound of... <gasps> and then the the arrow just kind of, like, swerves through the air and, like, like it's driving drunk. And then crashes into some locusts off to the side. <coughs> well, that didn't work. Hope I didn't need that for anything else. Like, you can retrieve it, but... Okay. So I'm just going to look at Damien and go, Well, that didn't fucking work. <laughs> oh, well. Does the lion notice yeah. us? All that's all happening. Felon's going to make a slash at the lion with the sword. And you're gonna have to get a little like you you swing the sword at the lion. Yeah. Okay. The 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 head of the sword is sort of like bobbing around. It clearly wants you to get in closer so it can try and hit the lion. Okay. He's gonna move in towards the lion, keeping the sword in front of him. Okay. While that that is happening, you have the vivite transform full full completely. Well, we'll say that the second turn has come up at this point, so give me a Courage plus Manipulation roll with a difficulty of 7, please. Uh, 
That's all that matters. Ari undergoes black metamorphosis. I'm gonna gonna go go try try grab grab Okay. So, Phelan, as you are brandishing the sword at this creature, uh, you can see Ari coming towards you, and Phelan, I'm gonna need you to give me a dexterity plus melee roll at a difficulty of five. I swear. Where? <laughs> Is there any melee five? Yeah. Four five. Three successes. Okay, you swing the sword at the lion, and the sword just literally bites into the lion's shoulder and starts chewing. Okay, uh, any type of damage roll or anything for that, or? Not for you. Okay, so he hits the lion and starts chewing. Uh, the can sword he pull it... starts chewing the lion. Yeah, that's what I mean. Can he pull it out or anything, or is it wedged in there? Oh, no, it's, it's, it's eating the fucking lion, dude. If you try and remove it, I would not recommend that. You can do it. Uh, you're going to have to make a strength roll against the sword, and uh, the sword is eating the lion. Imagine what it will do if you yank it away from the lion. Yeah, so he's going to give it a half-evil tug to see if he can get it out to attack again. It doesn't. Let's go and backs away. <clears throat> okay, so you back away as Ari is walking towards the lion, uh, and the sword is just devouring the lion's shoulder, and the lion is screaming in fucking pain, just slashing it like everything. You're gonna shove and punch of ten ten down the lie 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 Okay. So you have four tentacles similar to those evoked by arms of the abyss. Uh they're equal to your strength and dexterity, including device dice from celerity and potence. So I get to attacks with the ten ten Sure. So do 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 I would like for you to give me a dexterity plus brawl roll with your celerity added in at a difficulty of, uh, we'll say six because the lion is kind of otherwise distracted. How many times? Twice. Right. Uh, two successes is the first first time. Okay. No, none. The Okay. So you get to make one strength roll on the creature, which is strength plus one, and you get to add in your potence. Okay, well, I'm just going to straight call this aggravated damage. So the creature just takes aggravated damage with you shoving a tentacle into it, and it screams in pain and then just sort of, like, falls to the ground. It's alive, but only barely, as the sword just contentedly munches on it. 
did I finish finish it off guys? I mean, I'm pretty sure the sword's gonna do that in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could probably just like let the sword do its thing. Yeah. Let the sword be the sword. I. Well, that's. I'm gonna keep trans trans for me me keep keep the trans trans for me me just did it in cases. Okay, so there is a dying lion lying on the ground, and uh, I guess you could say it's lion on the ground. And, uh, <laughs> a, a sword is eating it. Uh, I found a, a panel on the wall. There's like a keyhole in it in here. It looks like the bugs are coming in and out of it. Well, I... That's probably the next thing we need to check out. Try the key. Um, if it's okay, I'll wait till y'all get in here with me. <laughs> it's probably a solid plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything else out here that we need to see or do? Or is uh, the vampire now taken care of? Uh, I also want to get my arrow back. We'll get your arrow. It's fine. Cool. The, the the lion is is dying. Uh, there's a sword eating it, and everything else appears to be fine. Okay. All right. Well, I'm except gonna. For the yeah. Except for the locust, those suck. Uh, I'm gonna get my arrow back, and then I'll be ready to go into the next room. But I think we want to grab another quick break before we use the key, right, guys? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we're going to take our mm -hmm. second break of the evening, and then we will be back to uh, see what the hell this key does. We are back from the second break, and uh, I think we're going to try to use the key. What do you guys think? Are we going to use the key? Let's use the uh -uh. key. Let's use the key. Uh, it, well, hold on. Let me rephrase that. Iggy's going to use the key. I'm going to watch from like around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, I'd like to use the key. Okay, you use the key. And open the panel, I guess? Okay, you open the panel. What's behind door number one? It apparently leads to something of a basement. It's oh. dusty and dirty, and there's a, a switch on the wall that seems to turn on a light in the basement. I'll turn the light on. It's just a basement, guys? Well, I guess let's go. I'm gonna go, go, down, down, the base, basement. So you guys head down into the basement, and you can see, it appears that the basement is used for some type of Masonic rituals, if you had to venture a guess. But further, if you had to venture a guess, whatever it's used for, it is used sporadically at best. A single set of footprints can be seen amongst the dust, traveling back and forth between the door and a set of cabinets along the wall. Follow him. Fallon's gonna walk over to the cabinet. Okay. It's a cabinet. Ah, oh, he's 
is it like double doors open, one door open? He's going to open whatever open. it is. Yep. Okay. If you pull open the door, you can see what would best be described as a grisly sight. Inside of the cabinet, there are body clothes, a chemistry set with vials of all sorts of strange-looking chemicals, a large bloody knife with a pair of amputated eyelids on it, and a pile of papers inside of a folder. Uh, well... He's gonna grab the folder. Is there any table or anything around the basement? Yes. He'll take the folder over and put it on the table and open it up to see what's inside. Okay. <clears throat> on the inside of the document, on the inside of the folder, there's a bunch of documents, and perusing them basically sort of confirms what Kalka had been saying about the documentation. Andrew has basically been attempting to do something or another with this note is and trying to bind it to this reality in an attempt to either call back God or make note is into God. <clears throat> As you get to the bottom of the pile, you find a map. <laughs> Okay. The map is of the town of Toil, and all the way on the left side, there's a circle multiple times drawn around a particular location that, by looking closely, appears to be what's called Hanson Farm. A note on the map says, best spot, isolated and westernmost, toward the end of day. Excellent. <sighs> All right. Shaw, shaw, we. Yeah, let's head on over. Uh, he's gonna close the folder, leave it where it is. Uh, guess run over and check to see if there's anything else of note in the cabinet before he heads out. Like I said, just uh, piles of drugs. Okay, so he's just gonna head upstairs then. Okay. I'm gonna drop, drop, the metamorphosis and fall, fall, low. Okay. Yep, let's, uh, let's go. Yep. Is the lion fully dead by any chance? By all indications, it appears to be quite dead, yes. Is the sword doing anything? It's still chewing. Resist the urge to kick the line as he walks past. Mm -hmm. Probably for the best. <laughs> okay, you guys pile into the car and start driving over to the Hanson farm. On your way there, you happen to pass by Mrs. Yerta walking to the church. Is she, she on the, the, the bridge? No, but she's near the river. I did it like like did it a stick stick my head did it out out did it and tell tell her did it jump jump. Hey, is the water still blood and is it still killing fish? Well, it's not killing fish. There are fish dead in the water. It is a subtle but important distinction. 
the water isn't killing the fish. The fish are already dead when they're when they're in the water. So... And for reference purposes, yes. Also, uh, I'm going to need you to give me a manipulation plus intimidation roll, please. There, Mallet, at a difficulty of five. <laughs> This is here to jumps into the river. <laughs> and as you continue driving down the street, you can hear her caterwauling from the river as you go. <laughs> I, I feel bad about <laughs> Fallon just looks in the uh, rearview mirror, cocks an eyebrow, and shakes his head. Oh, what? I ain't judging. Out loud. Did you know? No, it was a fun, fun, did it, she deserves her, did it, did it. Was kind of funny. I mean, at least. Gonna not exist pretty soon, so. Yeah. It feels a little. Uh, What's the word? What's the word? Hilarious. Pet, pet, Futile? Vital? Yeah. All of those. <laughs> let, let, except let, except let, for hilarious. Let, let me have the, 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 my fun, fun, fun. I've been insulted from the, the moment I step, step did it in, into the this stupid, stupid town, town, town. I've Ugh. been stuck, stuck in dark, darkness. Eating ash, ashes, sand, 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 witch, witch, <coughs> locusts, and fly, fly, flies. Yes, this Let place is, as the kids would say, um, the shit. No, I believe no. you mean the it's shit. It's just shit. It's just shit. Yeah, just shit. So, yeah. And did I? I've had did people call 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 calling me all sorts sorts of names. So so please please let let me have one one moment. I mean, look, I get it, but these people are living in this hellhole. Not for long. I know, but we don't know how long they've been here, and they've been doing this shit over and over. Well, well I don't know if they know they've been doing it over and again or not, but still. Uh, since the town was in 1938, uh, 82 years. Eh. I think you can't math like that. Come on now. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I know it's rough, but maybe a little compassion. Yes, thank you, Damien. And hopefully, we're going to keep on existing. Didn't, didn't Damien fucking mag dump the crazy chick? Did I? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Yes, you did. Just get the head. Sandra is the crazy chick here. Oh, David. well, that's, oh. that was different. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it was that was Damien. <laughs> Let's just get our head in the game. Don't know what we're going to run into over here, but... If everything else is any indication, we're probably going to need to fight Satan himself. Great, great. <laughs> God, I... okay. So, you guys pull up to the Hanson farm. 
so you can tell that there's the farmhouse off to one side. The lights appear to be on. But more interestingly, there is a farm... Like there's a, a barn further to the back that, like, the doors are closed and it's just otherwise unoccupied. All right, well, I guess we should search. Did you see anything in the papers, Phelan, that might have pointed us where to look at the farm? No, just circled and saying best spot. Well, should we start with the barn? Well, the farmhouse door is open, so you could check inside the farmhouse. The lights are on. As good a place as any to start. Yeah. All right. Fallon's going to walk in and just scream out hello, or yell out hello. Anybody here? No response. Going to look around and take in the scene. This is yeah, the police. We... We're coming in. What do we see? As you guys walk into the farmhouse, a cursory examination reveals that by all indication it's empty. There's a bunch of overturned furniture. One of the doors is kicked in, and there's some blood spattered tracks leading out of the back of the house. Uh, Fallon's going to point out the tracks and just start following them. Same. So you head out of the back of the house. Yeah. What's back there? The tracks are heading over to the barn. We're going to the barn. Uh, barn door open, bar door closed. Bar door's closed. Is it uh, locked in any way? Not that you can tell from this distance. Oh. Is it like what I would assume the barn door would be? The like big pull yep. doors? Yeah. Yep, big bubble doors that pull open. Uh, can I hear anything inside of it before you open it? Nope. No sounds. Damien's going to grab one of the door handles and start pulling the door open. Okay. So I'll you successfully pull... Hmm? <laughs> what were you going to say, Ari? I'm sorry. I was just going to grab, grab the, 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 the other one. Okay. So the two of you pull the barn doors open, and everybody else who is staring directly at the barn doors as they are open is... Greeted by uh, a sight, shall we oh, say. Oh, here we go. Let's we'll see. What you would presume to be Mr. Hansen is bound into the center of the farm. His hands and back have been lashed to a post, and even his forehead is bound against the wood of the center post. His eyelids have been cut off and his torn sleeves are fluttering to reveal track marks where it looks like he's been injected with God only knows what. The dirt and the walls around him are scrawled with all manner of crazy nonsense in white paint, utterly unintelligible words written in unrecognizable characters. The dead man's glazed stare is focusing across the barn to an altar that appears to be made out of the rest of his family's corpses. Oh. 
Okay. Disemboweled and dismembered, his what you would imagine to be his wife and or children have been bound and arranged in concentric circles around what appears at first to be a miniature tornado. In the eye of that tornado, contained somehow by the human remains of the altar, a single leather-bound book is floating. Great, great. Around how high off the ground is it? Uh, about six feet. I wonder if you could shoot the arrow. Really... Yeah, that's uh, what I was Ollie... thinking. But is this like, is this the like circle that it needs to be in? That well, circle like... is what it is within. Yes. Well, if I remember correctly, it was as long as you know no one physically disturbs the circle themselves, they're they aren't at risk. So. Think shooting it with the arrow or some other object that can give us a good standoff would protect us and maybe break whatever spell is going on here. So I guess I'm, I'm trying to like picture everything like where we are. The book is in the circle. Is that what you said, Mark? Oh, yeah. Like it, but we aren't obviously in like some weird fucked up giant circle. No. Okay. That's what I, I mean, need. There's like, there's That's what I needed to know. Stuff. Yeah, like there's all sorts of painted symbols all over the place, but the actual circle in question in this case would be the altar of dead bodies. Well, yeah, I'm going to shoot it with the arrow then. Unless anybody has an objection to that. I don't see anything else. Okay. Gregory, I'm going to ask for you to give me a dexterity plus firearms roll at a difficulty of eight. Mm, nothing. Big old okay. whiff, guys. The arrow flies through the air about three inches and then turns around and spins directly toward you. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to drop to the, the... Is there anything like to hide behind? Maybe the doorway. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna like, like, yeah, like step to the side of the doorway to see if it like flies past me. Uh, dexterity plus athletics check. Difficulty of seven, please. Ooh. Uh, one, two, three successes. You barely manage to step behind the doorway and hear a thunk as the arrow cracks into it. Are you you okay? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't think I want to do that again, though. That yeah. That sounds like a good plan. I I could give it a try, but I want everybody else outside the barn. No. <laughs> well, I don't want this thing turning around and getting one of you guys. This is a bullet, bullet, bullet. It's a mystical arrow. No, she meant with the gun. She yeah, she wants gun. you to shoot it with a gun. Mm -hmm. Oh. Instead of uh -huh. the arrow. I mean, you could try the bow and arrow. We only have one arrow left. But it seems like it that didn't work. I don't think it's... Because I didn't botch. I just didn't succeed. So I would think that would mean that it would just like... Remember, remember the Bible verse. Can I get, it, can I get a refresher? It goes after... It goes after blood. 
So, any living creatures? Oh, that makes hmm. sense. But we're not alive. We're not living. <laughs> no, but you got blood in you. True. Oh. Isn't there blood all over the place in in this fucked up barn? <laughs> well, I mean, I could... not on the uh, not on the book. I could certainly try to shoot it. You're you're the the, the best best shot shot. I guess Damien will take aim and fire a shot at the at the Bible. Dexterity plus firearms, difficulty of six. Mark, while he's rolling that, I have a quick question. Is there any way to get that arrow back? Or would that be like stepping too much in the circle? No, it's just in the door. You can just pull it out of the door. Oh. It's fine. Okay, well, I'm going to pull yeah. it out of the door. Okay. I should note, as you are staring at the Bible, attempting to make aim for it, the Bible appears to swirl in the vortex, but at the same time it blinks into the shimmering text of the word book or truth. The words written in the wind just as suddenly translate into hundreds of other languages. Shriek the sounds of those words, expand into verses that whip around, a dizzying flurrying of language, sound, and raw meaning. Okay. Well, I got six successes, so uh, I pull the trigger. Okay. As the bullet goes sealing through the air, you watch as the word, the, the, the bullet turns into the word bullet, strikes the book, and the book is like dislodged ever so slightly, but not enough to knock it from what it's doing. Ah, shit. Like, I need to shoot it again, or like, that's not going to work? Uh, hold on. Um, Mark, is there any rocks on the ground or any, like, solid objects that are not body parts? In your immediate vicinity. Okay, is there body parts laying around I can pick up? The body parts are all in that, in that pile in the center. We can't, okay. so we can't uh, get to them. I mean, you can, but gonna, you just want the bullet turn into the word bullet. If you if you reach out to one of those body parts, you're probably going to watch your fingers turn into the word finger. Right. Okay. Uh, cool. There's going to be a look of uh, not really knowledge, but understanding Cross Fallon's face. Then he's going to turn back and say, I need to go to the car. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. What are you grabbing? I'm getting a. Uh, I'm going back to the common. <gasps> For what? He turns around, jogging backwards, and goes tree of knowledge. Then turns back around and runs the rest of the way to the car. Alan hops into the car and drives away. I can't tell if this is a better idea or a worse idea than the one I had in my head. Probably well, better. Well, well, well. While he's gone, gone, did y'all want to meet me? Did you try try the sha sha? I mean, you could try and see if your tentacles could knock it loose, but I think they're just going to turn into the word tentacle. Probably, but it's worth worth the try try. I mean, as long as you think that's not going to like hurt you in any way, I say go for it. God, I I actually think think it might might. But did I did want want did try try? Okay, so you're going to summon a shadow tentacle to attempt to grab the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to bother making you roll to summon them. So the first thing that fundamentally happens is that 
you see as you summon up the shadow tentacles, the, the shadows are not quite close enough for the tentacles to reach without straining a bit. As the tentacles get closer into range, they, they clearly turn into the word shadow as they strike at the book. They're not able to hit it in any meaningful way to dislodge it due to how far away they are from the shadows in question. And uh, you take a level of aggravated damage. Oof. Ow. After several minutes, Palin pulls back up at the at the farm, holding what appears to be a fruit from the Tree of Knowledge in his hand as he walks up to everyone else. Hey. He just nods and walks into the barn, barn over towards the, uh, I, I guess you called it an altar? Yeah. Okay, he's not actually going to step into the altar, but he's just going to stand in front of it, uh, cross himself, pull out the uh, cross around his neck, kiss it, put it back, then turn back and say... Oh. Been nice. And at that, left the knowledge fruit and bite into it. Okay. So, uh, we've been over this in the recap, mm. but as we explained before, Phelan. You now know everything. All at once. And you're going to die. One person from the group can ask you one question. And then you are going to die painfully writhing on the spot. There's so much pressure. <laughs> Alright, who, who... Um, fuck. Who's asking don't, the question? Don't, don't. I mean, I guess should should the question be how do we stop this? Like that feels like a logical question. Yeah. What, what? Yeah. Wait. So one person each gets a question. Well, I think it's no one, one person, person total. gets one question. That's it. Yeah. Oh. I think how do we stop this is the best question we could ask. Yeah. Or like, what do we do? How how did do, 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 we we did destroy destroy the, the book book with the, the out out did to kill kill killing killing ourselves ourselves this is the, the, the process process that's pretty solid. What do you guys think? We go with that. Work, works for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I guess I'll I'll ask him then. How do we destroy this book without killing ourselves in the process? Uh, if you want to tell me anyway in private, and I can pass it on to him. Okay, so he ekes out, hit it as he's writhing on the ground in pain. Hit it. Hit it. No hit shit. It. With what? Like, what, what? What the fuck? We already knew that. Thanks a lot, Sherlock. Then... In his other hand, as he's writhing, he lifts up as a last desperate attempt the fruit of life and bites into it. Well, oh. uh, 
the bad news is you don't retain any of that knowledge and you take six health levels of aggravated damage. The good news is uh, after your head turns into Jaggies from Fist of the North Star, you survive. Ah, genius. I like it. But you didn't really give us that much. Just hit it. I got an idea. Uh, can I try and use my fortitude to soak one of those nope. aggravated damages? Okay. Nope. So I'm at a minus five. Lovely. Yep. Holy shit. Um, hey, you got it. Hey. You said Iggy said he had an idea. What's your idea, Iggy? Goddamn that book. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, there are bears. They're just our bears. And the bears proceed to maul the shit out of the book. And the, the, the fletch area. And then you see their arms just turn into the word for arm. And their teeth turn into the word for teeth. And their noses turn into the word for nose. And their fur turns into the word for fur. And... Their nails turn into the word for nails, and then the book is knocked loose by the flailing bears. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> you're inside of an empty farmhouse. I'm gonna hand hand fate fate fate. Then my 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 extra fruit fruit. You have no extra fruit. I thought that we grab grab all all of them. You are now in an empty farmhouse. Oh. Everything is back the way it was. Yeah, whatever oh. happened. <laughs> you, you know, no, but you, 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 you. Well, goddamn, that worked. Wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, so shit, don't say that. We're we're in an empty farmhouse, and everything's back to the way it was. After a moment, you hear the farmhouse door open, and what appears to be the man who a couple of minutes ago was pinned to the post in the farmhouse is holding up a lantern looking at you and goes good evening officers why are you in my barn uh we were checking out a missing person so he tried to come here first we're just looking around okay well uh, uh we'll let you know if you need have anything a good here. night i guess and he just shuts the door and just leaves well Fallon's <laughs> laying there crippled fucked up He's going to pull out Kolka's book and write in it, bring us back. So you see a doorway open up alongside of you guys. I'm going to help him with fate, fate. Before I do that, let me see the book. Okay. And I write, I write in it, do we need to go stop Andrew? The response is, nope, exclamation point. Good call. Okay. Then uh, I guess we can call the 1938 a day. Let's move on with our on lives. Okay. So the, the five of you haul fail in through the door and make it back into the dark room that you were in before. The blood the, the, the blood soda machine is still there. The chairs are gone. The blackboard is gone. It's basically just the blood soda machine and to the original doorway that you entered from uh, Damien's office off to the side. I'm going to go over to the blood machine and fill up a cup with uh, Phelan's 
like listed one and bring it over to him. Okay. After a bit of doing, you eventually manage to pour enough blood down Phelan's gullet to successfully heal all of the aggravated damage that he took, eating a, tr uh, a fruit from the Tree of Knowledge and then attempting to wash it down with a fruit from the Tree of Life. Which was a smart plan, I'm not going to lie. Feeling? Feels like somebody drove a truck into my head and blew it the fuck up. Don't do it again again. And you would kind of know what that feels like, too. <laughs> yeah. Is Kalka anywhere to be seen? Not at first, but then as you're sort of pouring blood into Phelan's mouth, he eventually comes out. Oh, hello, Kalka. I think, uh, I think we may have done it. Kalka nods and goes, indeed. You successfully managed to stop the town of Toil from completely detonating into itself in the year of 1938, and the Lord has taken care of the rest. You have our gratitude, and everything has been taken care of. Toil has been erased, and nobody will be the wiser. Fallon's still hunched over, recovering, sticks up his index finger and goes, whoa. <laughs> You did good, Phelan. Good job. I'm proud of you. So, do we get 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 to go go home home? Of course. Do we? You you have successfully resolved the situation to far and away beyond our expectations. You are free to return home as you wish, and you are also free to ask of the Lord whatever it is that you wish. Oh yeah. Fallon looks up and goes, I want to talk to him. I'm sorry. I want to talk to him. Burning bush or whatever, I just want to have a conversation. Kalka raises his eyebrow and he goes, Very well. I'll pass that along. It may take a little bit of time to work out the particulars as... The Lord doesn't really talk to many people, for obvious reasons, but I think something can be arranged. So, what about the rest of you? I want to know everything there is to know about my technomancy. Very well. Done. Yay. It'll take a few hours to fully kick in, of course, but... sure. I want want to do my shasha to be be more power 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 powerful. Done. Anyone else? This is a use it or lose it proposition, but you have had a few days, well, one day repeated multiple times to think it over. So hopefully you have an answer. I meant to talk to you about this, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll mention it on the recap, so that's fine. My body has been... Yeah, assume that oh. I'm going to ask for something just at the recap. That's fine. Sanford? Or Karen? <clears throat> my body is not once what it used to. In my youth, I was a very 
more athletic, spry person, and unfortunately, my daughter does not know how to take care of herself, and I'm suffering the consequences. So, if you could um, help me rectify that, that would be a great gift. I will have a discussion with the Lord on this matter, but granted. Wait, did she just ask for Xanthra to be, like, deleted? No, she's asking for herself to be more capable in combat. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And liposuction. I don't think Xanthra's fat, but alright. Iggy? <laughs> uh. 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 Can I? Uh. <laughs> Can I be a little bit smarter? really feel like that's the reasonable question to ask, Iggy. Wasn't it you who came up with the idea to summon bears? I mean, yeah, but, you know, everybody gets lucky once in a while. Perhaps. I would say is that what you truly want? Uh I I honestly don't know what I want, but it's lose it or use it or whatever situation, so it <clears throat> seems like it'd be useful. Kalka sighs and pats you on the head and says, "Well, will get up and just hold up a hand, walk over and put a hand on Iggy's shoulder and whispers don't take in a sense for stupidity. Kalka says, you can spend some time here thinking that over. You don't, you won't age while you are here, so you can think about that a little bit. Uh, Once you walk out that door, okay. it's done with. So, I know it's been, it's been time-consuming for you. Take a little bit of time and think about that. Alright. Thanks, Kalka. Oh, certainly. You did save the universe, after all. And at that note, I do believe we will wrap up for this session. Since we have to give away experience points and whatnot. And Rab and Stairbender, the two of you may consult with me as much as you wish during the next period in time. Um... Please have an answer for me by the recap. Yeah. Can do. Thank Will you. Will do. So, now we're going to go over everybody's experience points. Yay! 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 So you all got one automatic experience point, as per normal. Ari, what did you learn today? Um... A couple, couple things. This is first did it off of her impulsivity. Is get get to eating the the bet bet to her to her her and that could be a problem and the that that did hold hold the the crap crap they fail it is brave brave than she thought thought did all right Gregory um there is more to like the world than he could ever know like originally gregory was like there's definitely 
no God, there's no religion, like it's all man-made, and now he's like, I don't know, man, there's some fucked up shit going on here. I gotta, I gotta figure this out. Okay. Damien. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, Damien learned that when things are literal, things are fucking literal, and you yell goddamn something, fucking bears are gonna show up. Uh, and um yeah ma- major props to iggy for uh for coming up with that on the fly okay karen uh two things the first one is the bible is scary right second thing that. um <laughs> <clears throat> uh everyone has a very wide set of skills and it's cool knowing that Phelan has something deeper about him than just his common arteries that still relates to him being a human person. Does that okay. make sense? That makes sense to me. Okay, cool. I know how to work that. <laughs> Iggy. Um, the book is very boring. All the writing in it, um, and saying "God damn it" kills some of the bears to kill things. Um, also, yeah, just Bible shit's weird, man. <laughs> Pretty accurate. Fair. All right, everybody gets an automatic one point for role playing because y'all did great. Uh, I'm gonna specifically give Iggy and Phelan two points. Anybody want to nominate anybody else? Aren't you going to ask me what I learned? All right. (laughs) I thought it was kind of obvious what you learned, but go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say everything, but uh, specifically uh, in the beginning with Kolka talking about uh, not the god, but a god is kind of earth shattering for him, especially in his religious sense as everything he was ever taught was one true god. Okay. And that there's other beings out there that are comparable, if not more powerful, just is, like I said, earth-shattering to him. Okay. Yeah, also, everything. Um, but yeah, anyway, so for role-playing, everybody gets a full point. Iggy and Phelan get two points. <clears throat> Does anybody want to nominate anybody else for a point? I mean, I thought it was kind of funny having uh, you're to jump into the river. That's true. Uh, all right, I'll give Ari two points. Anybody else want to nominate anyone else? Uh, Damien for having a conscience. That's fair. Anybody else? Going once, going twice. Okay. Heroism. I'm going to give Ari and Phelan a point of heroism. Phelan for eating the fruit of wisdom in an attempt to try and get an answer to the question. Ari for saying, fuck it, let me see if these ashes work on women. All right. And then points for the overall campaign. Everybody gets one point for success and everybody gets one point for danger because obviously... Yeah. Um, Yeah, she was a little dangerous. Yeah. I'm going to say for Wisdom, Iggy and Phelan get an extra point. 
uh, Phelan for coming up with the the wisdom tree, Iggy for coming up with the bears. But this is for the whole campaign. So if anybody came up with something wise that you want to nominate them for, by all means, let me have it. Oh God! Now I gotta try to remember everything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh... Oh. Let me look through my notes. You you have all read you want one. Correct. Otherwise, this is safe. Pun pun. The kid kid. That's not really a wisdom thing. Yeah, that's not wisdom. Um. Ah. Um. Hmm. I mean, whose idea was it to split up in the first place? I think that was a smart idea because we covered a lot more ground. I think it was Damien. Alright, so we'll give Damien one point. Um. I can't really think of anything else like off the top of my head. I mean, I did the umbrella idea, but I already got a point, so. Yeah. And you gave Phelan one, right? Yes, I gave Phelan one specifically for the Tree of Wisdom. For the Tree of Knowledge, excuse me. All right, well, for now, we'll say that that's that. If anybody comes up with something uh, Ari Gregor Xanthra or Karen did that was particularly wise, feel free to let me know in the intervening time period. But for the moment, let's go with Didn't... this. Wasn't Xanthra the one who was grabbing extra fruit from the tree? Mm-hmm. I think Karen, well, it was Karen, but yeah. Yeah, same, right. same body. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right, so that would put Ari one, two, at seven points. Gregory at one, two, three, four, five points. Damien at one, two, three, seven points. Xanthra at 1, 2, 3, and Karen at 6 points. Iggy at 1, 2, 3, 4, 7 points. And Phelan at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 8 points. So, <clears throat> going down the list, that puts Ari at a total experience points of 16. Gregory at a total of 18. Phelan at a total of 14. Damien at a total of 31. Xanthra and Karen at a total of 24. And Iggy at a total of 33. Use some of that XP to fucking buy some intelligence, bro. Thought I was down to twenty-one. That's what's in Q and A, at least. Uh. Let's double check the Q and A thread. I think I was at thirty-three. I used twelve. takes me to 21 and then seven will put me at 28 yeah but you 
Yeah, you took me. That's what you done to 21, and then we played a session after that. You had oh. four strength beginning of last session. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so you added on the experience points there, and then you have another set of experience points God, for today, so that puts damn. you at 33. <laughs> okay. So I said digitally, bears. Can, can that, that, that be a quote quote? Did, did. That's what I suggested. I said, and then there are bears. Yeah, then there are bears. We're bears. Yeah, they're just our bears. Totally normal. Just a bear. No, two bears. Bears. That's why there's an S at the end of it. Bears. Yeah, then there are bears. But yeah, so that covers everything. Does anybody have anything else for me? Because otherwise I'm going to turn it over to MPI to wrap up the show for the day. You're all gravy. <laughs> all right. I think that's it then. Okay, guys, thank you for hanging out and watching or listening to this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it and uh, got some good closure with us. Uh, as always, we'll get the audio recap out next Monday. So if you aren't already subscribed to the audio version, if you're on YouTube, make sure you do that so you can get those recaps. Uh, also, we got some new artwork. Mark got his storyteller artwork. So we, uh, we finally have official thumbnails for YouTube and uh, a new uh, like cover art, I guess, would be the best way to put it for the podcast. So let us know what you think of that. Um, Mark's friend, uh, Joel, who is an artist, does, does amazing work, makes all of the illustrations for the campaign uh, to the background, all the characters and stuff. So uh, make sure to check that out. It's Joel Rose Art. Is that right, Mark? Uh, Joel Rose Art, Jay Rose Art, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Make sure that you go check that out. Follow on uh, social media and show some support where you can. Uh, but yeah, guys, thanks again for hanging out. We'll be back next Monday with uh, with the next episode. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>